my little flute benders, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie, the podcast about movie movies. My name is Garrett Smith. My name is Dan Scully. Uh, and today we are joined by a returning guest, one of our favorites, uh, Rosalie Kicks from MovieJohn.com. Hi, Rosalie. Hello. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks. We're excited to have you back. You were on The Love Witch uh, episode, yes. which is now available on Shudder, and I highly recommend people oh, watch. Oh, right on. That's oh, cool. That's on, on Shudder. Shutter. Yes. Because cool. I knew it was on Canopy yes, for I a while, it too. Yes, just got added to Shudder pretty recently. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's uh, very good. I think it's Shudder, right? Or is it's it It's on Prime? Shudder, yeah, and yeah, I think Shutter. you're right that it is on Canopy yeah. as well. I don't have Prime. Yeah. So I think it's Shudder. Yeah. Okay. And uh, people should watch it because it's so available. It's great. Uh, I really like our episode about that. I think people could go back and listen to that. It's like a Ooh, pretty good discussion of that movie. Um, and also, we've been talking about best horror of the decade over on uh, Cinema 76. And this kinda... has been like the second half of this decade has been <laughs> particularly horror heavy. Yeah. Uh, tastes have swung towards horror. Yeah. Um, What's funny is I remember when when like Trump first got elected, one of the silver linings that I had in my head was, oh, it's going to create a lot of good art. But I think like that is also somewhat instrumental in the fact that we've all turned a little bit towards horror and accepted yeah. horror and all that. Absolutely. So, you know, silver lining it. We're living in a horror movie, so we're appreciating <laughs> seeing it reflected yeah, exactly. on the true. screen. Uh, it's a preventative measure. Yes. Uh, but uh, so in, in, in that... Uh, Oh, you know what? I lost my train of thought. Well, that's okay. Um, you yeah. can find us, of course. Uh, I like two movie with the numeric two anywhere that you can find things. You could just look at it, look us up on the uh, what's a podcast app. Yes. You could look. What are your kids using these days? You you ride your wheelie board over to the Google <laughs> Store. Uh -huh. You type in "I like to movie movie." Yep. Crank up some Dan Fogelberg. Have yourself a good uh -huh. time. Um, yeah, so definitely check us out. Yeah. Like, subscribe. Uh, yeah. We're desperate for you to interact yeah. with us. Yeah. So please, <laughs> yes. please, please yes. shoot us an email. What do you want to talk about? Want to be on the show? Yeah. Want to not be on the show? Hate us? Want to say something <laughs> awful? Do it, but do it under a five-star review. Thank you. That would be great. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say was The Love Witch is in, in contest for me for like some of the best horror of the decade. Oh, right on. I've been thinking yeah. about that as I, yeah. That I, is I a cool qualify movie. that as a horror movie, and I, I really like that one. So anyway, you can go back and listen to that. And uh, Rosalie uh, runs MovieJohn.com. Yes. Uh, and where also, can we find MovieJohn.com? Yeah. Oh, it's <clears throat> at MovieJohn.com. Yes. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. But also, on newsstands, because it's a print magazine, too, which is like my favorite thing ever. I know. And a lot of people don't get that anymore, like that it's print. Oh, really? <laughs> They just like they think of you as moviejohn.com, not yeah. moviejohn the magazine. Yeah, but it is an actual print like thing. I saw that it. You can hold. I was at a store the other day. You guys were in it. Off of set. I know. I'm like I was <laughs> oh, like very South Street Art Mart has a rack I was devoted at South Street to Art Mart. Yes. Which this is so exciting. So they so one of our movie genres like knows someone that runs that. I think I met her. Yeah, Nicole. Yes. I think it's actually the Nicoles. Okay. It's All like right. Two well, I met Nicoles. one of the Nicoles. But um they really wanted to carry it, so I dropped some off. Like I dropped off like six copies, and now they have like one. That's awesome. And it's only been there like a month. Oh, that's amazing. So 
Yeah, and it's a store. They just carry all things like Philly. Yeah, it's related. like handmade Philly stuff. Yeah, it's really so it's cool. really cool. It's I awesome. got a really cool pin there that just says "Executive Producer Dick Wolf." <laughs> yeah, and it's in the font of Law and Order yeah, and all this that's stuff. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Art My Rules. Well, and that yeah. was the first time ever in my life that I walked into a store. I picked up a magazine that was on the shelf, and my name was in that the best magazine, in the world. which is like a really cool thing that you have, uh, yeah. you know, offered to me in my life. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're excited to have you back. Cool. I'm it's, excited to be here. It's cool reading a print magazine because I long for the day. Like I, I, I've always read about movies and stuff, but sure. now there's a glow behind it all the time because it's always on a screen. <laughs> and so actually having it on paper is like a really weird, like sensual throwback. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Our next issue. I don't, and I'm sorry, I don't know if you guys contributed or not, but it's Did about, not. okay, yeah. it's about bad moms oh, in cinema. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it because our art director, Hugo Marmuji, did this wonderful psycho cover. Oh, and God, I love that's that That's so one of much. my favorite movies. And it, I'm just really excited about, like, I can't wait to see the cover mm. in print. I, I, do you love psycho too? I love all the psychos. Yes, do too. Oh, I man. know you guys watched them recently. We went on like that, the journey year, through you? it. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, how are you going to make a sequel to Psycho? And then it's like, oh, you made three pretty damn good sequels yeah, to Psycho. I, like, One that I actually enjoy more than Psycho. One incredible sequel to Psycho. Like, Psycho 2 is a great movie, I think. Well, and what's cool about that, you can buy that set yeah. for like $5. Uh-huh. Like, I think I paid... Oh, at Rite like, Aid. Yeah. At Rite Aid. I think I got mine at Best Buy, but yeah. it was like 5 bucks. Yep. I've looked at it online. It's uh, in my cart, getting ready oh, to be right bought on. at some point. Yeah. Now, you did the Bad Moms issue as a tie-in to the Good Boys movie, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Dan. <laughs> no. No. And it's funny. People were asked. I know when we sent out the call for submissions about the Bad Moms, people are like, wait, is this like a negative issue? But it's not at right. all. I mean, I look at, like, for example, like a Mildred Pierce is not really a bad mom, but she's a bad mom for her daughter. Who's Mildred Pierce? Oh, so Mildred Pierce is a Joan Crawford movie. Oh. And she plays, so basically she ends up getting divorced and becomes a single parent. Yeah. But her daughters are like severely spoiled. Okay. And the one daughter is just extremely entitled and like takes advantage of her mom and being good natured. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like her mom is a bad mother. Right. She's just bad for that child. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. And Joan okay. Crawford is like, she's like, like legendary scene chewing. Yeah, okay. At, yes. at all times. Yeah. She rules. And so, like, that's what I think of when I think of bad moms, because I think of things like serial mom. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. you know, where it's Carrie. like this is yeah, where it's like this is a this is a heightened mom. Yeah. And so it's not coming down on moms. It's just saying yeah, like this like, is this is a great opportunity for a character mom, to shine. Yeah. Serial mom's not really a bad mom. I she's mean, she a just, murderer. <laughs> she just kills people. She kills people with good in, with her, her own sense of good intentions. But right. then again, to parse out the ethics of a John Waters movie is a fool's <laughs> errand. Um, we just love Serial Mom, which yeah. actually has a great Matthew Lillard performance. <laughs> it does indeed. Uh, so does Scream, which I uh, watched yep. all four of this week. Which is <laughs> I've been oh my god! Your letterbox. I was like, he's going in, uh, dude. He's doing it. Love the Scream movies. Love them. Have you seen those? <laughs> no. Oh, Rosalie, They're you should watch the Scream worthwhile. movies. Worthwhile. Three is the only one that I think is legitimately ungood. Yeah, yeah. But okay. uh, usually, 
in that it's being a meta version of a franchise. The third one is usually when things are like pretty ungood yeah. in okay. any franchise. So it like almost fits that it's bad. Yeah. I'm not defending it. I don't think it's purposeful, but it like totally works as scream shaped horror and then horror shaped around it. And then okay. the fourth one, they reboot it sort of. Yeah. Oh, during gosh. reboot. The fourth times. one's actually good. And the fourth like one's probably the second best yeah. one beyond the, the first. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. It's really fun. I think you'd actually love the I, I think you movies. would really like them. They're fun. Okay. They're like they're like teen melodrama in an Agatha Christie now, novel that's about a slasher. Well, I've seen the first oh, one. Oh, you have? Okay. The yeah, first yeah, yeah. one I've seen, and actually, I only rewatched it, I think, a few years ago. Yeah. Because I, when I saw it, it was when it came out. Mm hmm. I don't remember the exact age I was, but it scared me yeah. when I was little yeah. that I like never wanted to watch it again. Yeah. And then the other ones I just never watched. Yeah, yeah. So I might have to revisit this series. It's pretty fun. Like the, the second one is pretty cool. Actually, second one's got Timothy Oliphant in yep. it. It's got Sarah uh, Michelle Gellar. Uh, Laurie Metcalf is in it. Laurie Metcalf. Wait, um, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a the second one's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um. Jada Pinkett Smith yes, is yep. in it. Mm -hmm. okay. I believe, wait, is her date at the beginning? Is it Bakeem Woodbine? Or is it, uh, uh, no, Mackay Pfeiffer? I had to it's sing not Mackay Pfeiffer. Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, it's <laughs> not Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, Scream 2 is good. Legit. And Scream 4 is really good, too. Scream, Scream 2, 3 exists. Yeah, I actually kind of like Scream. Scream 3 is the seed of Chucky of the uh, okay. series. And, and Scream so 3 tries yeah, to yeah. do a Tarantino parody with a certain character that I won't say that it I is. think it actually like kind of nails. Yeah. While also like naming him after another young director of the time. Yeah. Uh, one of the Coppolas. Yeah, and yeah. So like there is a lot of fun stuff. Jay and Silent Bob walk through at one point. Yeah. So like there's weird shit. Yeah. But uh, and as Wes part Craven of the Sydney story. Bob movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> as part of the, it, it's the, the, the writer of the rest of the series just did the outline for it. Yeah. And that's, that's you what can shows. Tell. Yeah. yeah. But there's stuff there. Like yeah. it, I, I'm happy yeah. it's there, but. The second one has this amazing moment where Sarah Michelle Gellar gets a call from Ghostface, but she thinks it's her drunk boyfriend. And oh so she God. answers the phone and she goes, hello, Ted. And then Ghostface goes, you wish it was Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I have never laughed harder in a slasher movie. That actually kind of bugs me too. Like the, the voice of the Ghostface changed because yeah. in the first one it was just... They had someone talking through a voice thing, and they were, it, but they were kind of doing a voice. Yeah. But then what that voice sounded like became like a voice they could just program and, and write out. Yeah. So it starts to feel less like someone hiding their identity through a voice thing and more like that voice being created in a computer and fed lines. Like well, It feels you very liked, weird. You liked like the homemade. Yeah, well, like, I like knowing that it was space. someone with a voice-changing kind of thing. Right. Like, I, I love that. And then the third movie, the big upgrade that makes it scarier yeah, it is copy. that... It copies other people's voices, so it's no longer a disguised Ew. voice. It's just them. It's just like you hear Sydney on the phone, but it's not Sydney. It's you know what I mean. It's like really fun weird. idea, but it's yeah. like so fake. <laughs> but once again, what happens in the third entry of the slasher movie? Yeah. They get superpowers. Yeah, it, gets, it, it becomes goes a little bit more yeah. superpowered, and so yeah. that is a thing that is explainable by tech. Yeah. Heavy air quotes, but is essentially a superpower that the killer. Okay. Uh, that, but by the way, that movie also he's doing deep fakes in like yeah. 1999. Is what's happening. The movie also has a crazy cast. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Jenny uh, McCarthy. Yep, Jane McCarthy. <laughs> no, but um, uh, why can't I think of her name now? She's in like every indie movie. Oh, um, 
Uh, she was like in every indie movie in the '90s, and now I can't think of her name. Uh, Parker Posey. Parker Posey is in it. Oh, um, is that who you were thinking of? I do remember her being yes. in that. Yeah. Yep. She uh, rules. Uh, what's his name? The the dumb boyfriend from Seinfeld. Elaine's dumb boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Warburton. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Warburton's in it. Like he's in it. Peter, we're gonna. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, it's really wild. Yeah. I only I like him in the Tick. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, Hello, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming at you. I can't do it. Anymore. I've lost it. It's pretty good. It left. It left. It's pretty good. All right. But let's let's get into this because the thing I really am excited to talk to Rosalie about sure. is that Rosalie was just at TIFF. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I want to hear about every single movie you saw. Toronto International Film Festival for yeah. people who don't know what that is. Right. Is that what it is? Did I fuck it up? No, no you know that's, that's right. That's right. Cool. So I this was my third time going. And the first time that I, I actually had a press pass, which was pretty exciting. Because then I could like pack in as many movies as possible. Whereas like the previous years, I usually bought a ticket package. So then you would get maybe like 10, 12 tickets over like four or five days. Um, which is still, still a lot a of movies. Considerable a amount of movies. movies. Yeah. 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 But this time I saw 20. Right <laughs> on. How many days? Um, so we got there Thursday, like around 11 o'clock. And then we left Tuesday at noon. Okay. But I was averaging about four movies a day yeah. until the last day I only saw one. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> That's how that goes. Yeah. But it's exhausting, but yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Like yeah. it's you, you have a blast. And I'm happy to say that pretty much all the movies I saw were great. Yeah. There was only like one or two that I was just like, I couldn't get into. Mm -hmm. But I thought I would share like my top five. Please. Yeah, okay. let's hear it. I want to hear about it. And then these. you guys can like ask me questions or whatever. Um, but my my number one pick was Lighthouse. Oh my God, I, Rosalie. I am so damn excited yeah. about that. Because first off, I'm excited Pattinson for rules. you. Pattinson. And then it's, what's his name? Eggers, is that the director? Eggers, yeah. Eggers rules. Yeah. And... The only thing that I read about it, because I'm trying not to read reviews, yeah. Yeah. is that you feel like you're going insane while you're watching it. Yeah. Fucking you sold. Of do. And what's interesting is so my husband Ben saw it, but yeah. we saw it separately. Okay. Um and I saw it actually the first day I was there, which I was so glad yeah. because it was only the second movie I watched. So I was like, You're not really like spun yet? Yeah. No, because yeah. I do find you get like festival fog. Oh yeah. Where it's like after a while, the movies start blending together and you're just like, I don't remember like yeah, yeah, what yeah. I watched. And I, I do take a lot of notes, but it's still difficult. But this movie was only the second one I had seen. And I was so happy because yeah. I have been wanting. I love him, too. The director, Robert Eggers. I think he is probably one of my most favorite directors like mm -hmm. right now. Mm. I mean, The Witch is a strong, so strong good. piece of work. It is. And it's and unlike anything. Yeah. And what's so rad about The Lighthouse is, I don't know if you guys looked into it, but he basically worked with like a lot of the same people. Mm, okay. So the crew from The Witch mm -hmm. went on, and now they're helping him do The Lighthouse. Cool. So it wasn't like he got a new cinematographer. It's mm -hmm. like the same people. Which I think says a lot about him. Like, mm -hmm. they must like working with him. It's interesting that he uses the same cinematographer to shoot then in black and white. Unless it was something that was like brought back to black and white. You know, I think he shot in black, shot and, in black white and white. Because, I mean, honestly, not this to movie, the I can't even imagine if it was in color. Mm -hmm. It would not. 
So I'll just say it is complete for me. It was completely haunting. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer Not- itself is striking, yeah. and it really doesn't show much beyond just style. No, yeah. and. I guess the thing I wanted to mention about Ben and I seeing it separately is that we both kind of took away different things from it. Don't you love when that happens? I do. And I think that something about the movie itself is that, you know, to your point about people feeling they were driven insane, I can understand that. Because you're trying to, like, figure out, like, what is this thing about? I think it's one of those movies you're going to have to watch a few times. Mm -hmm. Like, I already want to see it again. Mm -hmm. Um, the music was very hypnotic. Like it sucks you into the world, which I love. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like this director has a plan for everything he does Mm -hmm. and it comes across. It's like, there's nothing in that movie that's like, oh, well, I just put that in there. There's a reason. There's a reason he's showing you stuff. Um, what I think else? even with The Witch, that was that's one of those movies that it's like you can pause any single frame in this and work it into a workable poster for the film. Yeah, yeah. Because it's everything's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also realized too when watching it, I really like movies that are set in like a sea atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like in like by a lake. Okay. Like, I don't know. It just ma- and it definitely makes it more haunting. We are to recording me. on Friday the thirteenth, the ultimate series <laughs> set by a lake. That is very true. Um but I, I don't know what else to say beyond that because I mm. feel like... Does the word shanty come to mind? That's what I oh, see when I see well, the movie is shanty. Yeah. And, and Defoe and Pat, I mean, they're just great. Yeah. Like, they're just so good in it. Um, I, I've never seen a Twilight, but I feel like I need to always pay homage to Twilight because it gave us Robert Pattinson and, Kirst- and uh, Kristen Stewart, yeah. who are two of like the most interesting and talented actors that yeah. that are working. Well, and I feel Pattinson just keeps picking such good projects. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see um, Damsel? I didn't see Damsel, Damsel rocks. but I did see Good Time. Yeah. Oh, Good Time! And I so loved good. that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I good. was so impressed with him mm-hmm. in that. And I, yeah, I definitely think he's somebody like to watch out for. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like you need to experience Lighthouse. It's definitely an experience. Like both I can't wait. Ben and I said, like it has to be seen in a theater. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say I already want to buy the soundtrack. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm going to obsess over the the movie. Um, but my second pick, which was one you guys were actually asking me about before we started recording, was Waves. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes. Trevor Schultz. Big Schultz yeah. fans at Movie Movie House. I love Kresha. Like, I love that movie. Uh, so I haven't seen that. And I need to go back and watch that. Have you seen, what is it, They Come at Night? They that come at I've night. seen. Yeah. Which, Which weird I is, like it couldn't be more. I love that movie. Yeah. It couldn't be more different from Kresha, and at the same time, it couldn't be more similar. Like yeah. they are such beautiful companion pieces, yeah. okay. despite not even really touching each other, yeah. uh, genre-wise. Yeah, 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 it's fantastic. Well, waves definitely. So. I went in completely cold. Like I really, I didn't watch. I'm going to ask: Can you preserve plot details for for us? Yes, because I, I would like to go in somewhat blind. And I was going to say, I don't really want to spoil cool. the things for you guys because, like, I went in completely cold to this movie, and 
I don't know. I like watching trailers. I do. But for some reason, I just did not watch a trailer to this. Mm-hmm. I, maybe because it wasn't like shoved down my throat. Like, because <laughs> I feel that's when it happens. Like, yeah. if I go to the theater and I see the trailer. Mm-hmm. But this I have not seen a trailer for. But it ha- was getting all this buzz at yeah, the Waves festival. Waves Twitter is not very active. <laughs> I don't think there's a scene behind that. Yeah. Well, at the fest, it actually, I think, played on thursday and i had missed it and i was like oh well i'll catch up to it later and then during the fest they do this where they added a screening and i was like okay well if they added a screening that means there's buzz like people are talking about it so i was like okay i'm gonna go now the only thing i will mention is they showed it on the IMAX, uh. which was really weird huh. because it's clearly not an IMAX film. Uh-huh. But there's the opening scene, and this isn't giving anything away. Sure, sure. But the camera is just like swirling around. And that was what I was going to mention is that like the first half of the movie is so manic. Uh. Like it's well, a lot Grisha. of fast yeah. cuts and like. Yeah crazy camera movements and it's telling the story from like the son's perspective and then halfway through the movie it switches to the daughter and it's like a completely other film where it's like calm and more relaxed and you're kind of watching like the daughter react to what happened to the son that's so cool yeah, Grisha and sort it of works, is that though. Piecemeal, yeah. though. But it works, yeah. and like I was completely shocked because it's like you're watching two different movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize like the subject matter was gonna hit me as hard because there was a lot of like personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a great director. I think he's a great storyteller. Um but the subject matter is heavy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say you should go into it, like, without being prepared. That Krisha is like this. Krisha is, like, like one of like the funnier accurate. movies I've seen. Yeah. It's legitimately a funny movie. It's also, like, if you've ever been or loved an addict, it will shatter your soul. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, well, it's impressive. Yeah. This story mostly deals with, like, it's... A black family, they live in the suburbs, they're pretty well off, but it focuses, like I said, initially on the son and the relationship that the dad has with the son. He's putting a lot of pressure on him and things ensue. And then something happens to the son, then we switch to the daughter Mm -hmm. and how she's affected by it. And so from what I know about Krisha, it seems like that's also a family, mm-hmm. like drama. Yeah. Well, this it's is like too. It's super empathetic like that, okay. where it tries to put you, because it's more of a fly on the wall experience mm-hmm. as, uh, as opposed to someone's okay. point of view. But when it dips into different characters and how they interact, it's not judgmental so much as it's just like, this is how the actions are going to affect this person. And, and so, it, you know, it's like that without being literally through their eyes. Yeah. And I, I'm impressed by directors that can make such different things in the sense of like he just made it comes at night Mm -hmm. and now we made this yeah i'm like that's pretty crazy yeah yeah (laughs) i gotta rewatch it comes at night i really like i'm taken with that movie he's a really interesting director and actually krisha is like most of the cast is his actual family yeah isn't krisha krisha yeah krisha is (laughs) krisha her name is krisha fairchild oh wow and it's like okay uh, there's an adorable grandmother in it who's like really really just 
fantastically old. Yeah. And <laughs> even in the credits, they mention like she didn't quite understand that there was a movie going on, but she, you know, related mm. that she had a great Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And so like it's really sweet and and yeah. You can tell a lot of love and, and care went into it. Yeah. That's cool. It's really good. Yeah. So I, I think Waves, I believe it's coming out in like November. Yeah, it was A24. I think pretty so soon. So it's yeah. definitely yeah, getting distributed. He typically gets a pretty big release. I mean, Krisha even, I think, played at the Ritz. Mm-hmm. And I know that It Comes at Night played mainstream because yep. it could be branded as horror. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think, you know, people should add that to their list. And then, so the third pick that I had... I don't know, honestly, if this has distribution yet, but I'm hoping it finds distribution. But out of the 20 movies I saw, 10 of them were directed by women, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. Um, TIFF really made a commitment to try to getting more Mm female-made films, which is really neat. Um, But this one I saw was called Bump Along the Way, and it was a female-directed movie she was actually in her 40s, and this was her first like feature length. Cool. What is her yeah. name? Um, Shelley Love, and she was from that Ireland. Kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, I think the name is probably common. Yeah, that because could be it, yeah. I felt like that too. And then when I I beat her, she did a couple shorts. Okay, so yeah, um, I guess I wouldn't know. It. But she's from Ireland, and again, what is so cool about when you go to TIFF? is they tend to have the director or someone from the film representing. So they'll introduce the movie. And in this case, she introduced the film and kind of just gave some background about, I guess, in Ireland, because it's cooler than the U.S., (laughs) they offer, like, grants for artists and filmmakers. So that's how this movie got made, was through a grant for people like herself that... She's a single mother. She actually like has a child that's like two years old. And she said during the filmmaking, this grant provided childcare. Mm. So like mm-hmm. somebody was available. It's incredible. I yeah. know. And what is really cool is that the movie, she didn't write the script. She just directed it. But it was why she wanted to direct it was because it was basically her life. <laughs> so the story is about this mother-daughter relationship. The mother is in her 40s, has a one-night stand on her birthday, mm. thinks she can't get pregnant. Well, ta-da, <laughs> she gets pregnant. And the title just totally clicked now. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. very, very cool. And her daughter is like probably a teenager, like 13, 14 years old, But what's interesting is the mother figure is more of like a wild child Mm -hmm. and the daughter is very serious. (laughs) So the daughter gets very upset that her mom is pregnant. So it's kind of this whole them working through this because the mom contacts the, the man that she slept with. He has like no interest in the child, but she wants to keep it. So it kind of goes through like, even though it's kind of daunting. It ends up being very comedic along the way yeah, yeah. of this mother and daughter dealing with this situation. And I just really liked it because I'm like, I don't see stories like this. Right. So all the distributors that are listening to this right now, <laughs> and we know there are plenty, you should buy this because I really want to see it now. Yeah. And I fear that I might not be able to. Yeah, I, I know it's been hitting the festival circuit because the director mentioned that. Mm. That, like, it's played at a few fests. Um, Fingers crossed for Philly. But she was definitely excited that it was at TIFF. And 
I really enjoyed it. So I hope it finds yeah. its audience. Um, sounds good. Yeah, that sounds really good. I think that's so crazy. That's like awesome that they paid for childcare. Yeah. And I when know. I hear that, I go, that sounds like such a distinctly American idea. And we would never, never do that. We would <laughs> never do that. No. We wouldn't even consider it. Yeah. We'd find a way to be offended by how helpful that is. <laughs> I honestly think she even traveled with her child to tip. God bless which her. Which just oh. like, I'm like, Amazed by yeah. that because I, I mean, yes, I traveled with my dog there. <laughs> I realized that is not the same at all. <laughs> but like, I was exhausted. Yeah. So I, I can like only imagine the woman, <laughs> like, you made a Bring movie. A kid. I can't imagine making a movie. Like, if I was making a movie and I was like, ah, I forgot to feed the cat. My, my immediate <laughs> thought would be like, well, I guess we're just never going to make a movie now. Let's all go do something else. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd go feed the cat and <laughs> just watch TV. Yeah. So I give her mad credit. So that was I don't want to raise a kid, let alone <laughs> raise a kid and make a movie. That fucks me up to even think about. That was my number three. Yeah. My number four was Vast of Night. Oh, I've just I've just been hearing about this. Say that title again. Vast of Night. Vast of Night. It's a very independent movie. Yes. You understand? Yeah, yeah. So okay, this movie. So here's one of the things: when you go to TIFF, it's like. You go on their website and you look at the photos and you read the little synopsis and you're like, okay, I got to try to narrow down like these 20 movies or so <laughs> that I want to see out of like 300 something. Right. So honestly, like if it doesn't grab me by the photo, sometimes I just skip right over. But yeah. this one grabbed me because it, well, one, also the description said it was set in the 50s and I'm <laughs> like, I'm in. Because <laughs> I always like production design. This Garrett's going to be sold on it immediately. You ready to see the poster? Yep, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. It's pop tart. <laughs> Seeing uh, pop tarts so and triangles, I'm all in. I even had like this one will probably be up both of your alleys because yeah. it's basically like a radio show, but also a Twilight Zone episode. Fucking yeah. sold times yeah. ten. So it's those are like two of my like favorite things ever. <laughs> Well, what also amazed me was that this was a first-time feature director. Okay. Apparently, the movie won at Slamdance. Okay. So, like, now it's making the yep. Fest Circuit. I Again, I don't know if it has distribution, but yeah. I think it seems to be getting positive reviews. It's I've seen it floating around Twitter the past couple of days. I think I saw somebody call it, uh, like, Close Encounters meets... What's that movie about the uh, Pontypool? Oh, fuck. Fuck. Okay, that's what I think oh, I saw somebody describe it as. Do you know what okay. Pool is? No, I it's don't a, know. It's a it's a guy hosting a radio show while a zombie apocalypse happens around him. Oh yeah. But you never really see the zombie apocalypse. You just hear him communicating what's happening to the outside through his little radio station. Okay. Well, this is like so I have that right, right? That's yeah. Well, what it is. the thing is, what what Pony Pool and this is not a spoiler. This yeah. is the setup okay. of it. Is that the the Pony Pool infection does not spread by biting. It spreads mm. through uh, speech patterns. Oh, right, right. So oh. we could be speaking to one another, and Garrett would say, "Oh, right, right, yeah," and I'd be like, "Yeah, oh, right, right, yeah." And so this thing, and right, right, yeah, and so right, right, and like then it slowly turns into a madness. Yeah. And reading this plot description, it talks about a mysterious frequency uh, exactly. that has descended it's upon a town in New Mexico. Cool. So yeah. that makes sense. That's very cool. So, and, But what I like is the character, like the two main, the guy and the girl, remind me of like a Mulder and Scully. Oh, cool, cool. They have very Speaking cool... Speaking of my heart right here. Yeah, they have really <laughs> good dialogue together um, and chemistry. 
but the the guy he actually runs like the local radio station and she's the switchboard operator okay cool. so through the switchboard they hear this frequency and they're just like what the hell is this frequency so he plays it over the radio to see oh, if people no. can figure it out somebody calls in and then they get kind of this idea that it might be dealing with aliens that's cool. so exciting so so, so on brand. Yeah. yeah so I loved it, but I could see that there were definitely a few walkouts. Uh, but again, it was a press screening, so I, that happens yeah. because I feel like if people are looking to buy a movie, they just are like, nope, this isn't yeah, for our yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> right. Get some poutine. Right. But I loved it. Yeah. And I hope it does fine. I've heard good things about it. I think it's going to end up somewhere. This is the first I've heard of it, and I'm more excited for this than any of the other two movies that you said. Or three movies. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was great. It and sounds awesome. Yeah, and I was like I said, the first thing he directed. Yeah, and I was like so impressed. Yeah, there are some like serious long takes. Cool. Like yeah, like with the when the girl is on the switchboard, there's like a nine minute take Whoa. of her, but it's very like. I don't know. I felt engrossed. In yeah, it. That's like cool. I was like, because the acting was good, yeah. so it worked. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really impressive, and the production design too, because he set it in the fifties, which is hard. Yeah. When you don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he had all the costumes, That's everything. Cool. Yeah. Andrew Patterson yeah. is the name of the director. Cool. But it won. Wow. Ever even though the writers, it's their only credit, and it's his only credit as director. <laughs> it won best narrative feature at Slamdance. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so I think that's where it came out of right. originally. And so it's probably going to ride that buzz a little bit yeah, through some other I festivals. I hope it ends up at Philly. Yeah. Um, that would be amazing because now I want to see it so bad. Twilight Zone and radio show. <laughs> I'm so in. <laughs> and then the last, the number five that I loved was Blow the Man Down. What's that? Uh, um, so this was a movie... After I watched it, I was like, this would be something I'd make. Like, <laughs> because it was a complete like character story. Yeah. All the characters were really witty. Yeah. And it was all driven by like dialogue and just like kind of quirky things that were happening. Mm -hmm. um, but it's set in like a main um, seaside town. And these two girls, it opens up with their mother had passed away. Mm -hmm. They're having a funeral. And the one sister goes out kind of on a bender and ends up killing a guy. Mm. Oh, shit. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So it's only like... That's a great premise. And I'm here. It's actually directed by two women. It is. And this one I did see had an Amazon in the okay. beginning. Okay. So, so it did get picked up yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, You're going to love this. One of the directors worked as a camera operator on, are you ready? Stolen. The Nick Cage <laughs> uh, taken Love it. riff. Love it. So what I loved, though, is that it's only 90 minutes and they pack. Love it. Yeah. I love when it's like really tight and then like they just pack in a lot. Mm. Um, but this town has kind of like, you guys have probably seen like a blue velvet. Mm -hmm. yeah. It has like this mm -hmm. underbelly. Like yeah. this town has all these secrets yeah. which start getting uncovered. Cool. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that, but I think that will definitely come around. Okay, cool. Because it, like I yeah, said, I it had the Amazon, the Amazon yeah. so at least it'll end up on Prime. Yeah. Yep. Um, but that was pretty good. And that sounds good. 
Yeah, and and like I said, oh, one of the things I did notice so about like all the movies I was seeing, which I have to mention, is that there was a theme of like dead mothers <laughs> for some reason. Like it was after maybe the fourth or fifth one. I'm like, oh my God, it's another dead mom. Like, <laughs> so I did start tracking them and I plan on doing like a roundup of all the dead mothers. <laughs> because Bad were, moms, dead there moms, were so and good boys. Many, which was like really weird. But Tiff usually has like themes like people pick up on okay because i overheard people were saying i didn't see as many with this but apparently a lot of films had puking in it i that's something that i've even been seeing recently just in the movies i've been watching yeah. There's a lot of violent puking in movies that I, I I've saw seen, a even couple, like mainstream movies. But like, yeah. it, but for me, it was like there was every a bit of movie a I watched had a dead mother in it, and yeah. it was getting, it was actually getting to me after a while. I was like, oh man, it was like yeah. when we I do our end of year, like mid year wrap up, we look for themes like that and yeah. try to figure out why. Like one year, like surveillance was a big mm-hmm. theme. Okay, I forget what we landed on last year. I, um, I think like two years ago, there was just very much about like you know, power structure shifts and things like that. There's always a theme. Year, yeah. I wonder what is drawing dead mother stories. I don't know. I mean, could know. it just be a glut of dead mothers inspiring filmmakers or is there something in the ether that is pulling that out? I don't know, but it disturbed me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are there all these dead mom stories? Because even, because I, I didn't, it didn't make my top five, but I did see Joker. And that, of course, had a dead mother. Dead, sure, yeah. 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 Um, Did you see Don't Tell the Babysitter That Mom Is Dead? You know what? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched that. Oh, no. man, that's, that's my childhood. But I switched it. It's yeah. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's oh, Dead. Oh, Don't but Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. We're not dead. talking about dead babysitter movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I glad don't. you picked up on that character. Because <laughs> as soon as I threw it out there, I'm like, this could bomb. Oh, no. <laughs> this could be bad. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. But I, I did letterbox my list. Yes. Cool, cool. Yeah, I will it, check it out. Yeah, it Rosalie Kicks. Um. And I will say, I, I feel like a lot of people are getting beat up about this. I did not hate Joker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, what's weird is I think that the general response is that nobody really seems to hate Joker. There's a couple of people that don't like it, no more so than any movie. It's just it was one of those movies where like the discourse between it got real wild real quick. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's just it's just how it goes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's still just the Joker movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. the, I'm excited for it. I'm very excited. Yeah. Just yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. He's so good. And the Todd, only thing I'm Todd mad Phillips about is an interesting filmmaker. He's an interesting yeah. filmmaker. Starsky and Hutch, I stand by. That is a great, great comedy. Uh-huh. Well, great. I realized when looking him up, I don't think I've seen any of his films. I've, I've seen a handful. Um, Most of them are pretty properly characterized. It's yeah. just like frat boy humor, which yeah. if that's your taste, they're fine. If it's yeah. not, they're whatever. You know, like the hangovers go up and yeah. down and things like that. But, but like, what was that one? War dogs? War hogs? Hogs? War pigs? Dogs. Pigs. War pigs, death War and hatred yeah. to mankind. Does this sound familiar to you at all? No. War- it's Miles Teller and uh, uh, Jonah Hill yeah. as oh guys who get into the gun running business. Yeah. And so it's kind oh, of like a freewheeling comedy this. that I is a little this. bit serious. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's not the best movie. I wasn't movie, crazy about that movie, but, but it's it, it shows promise that yeah, he can does. do a real yeah. movie that isn't just, you know, titties and beer. Yeah. And yeah. You know, between that and Starsky and Hutch, I believe that the Joker can be good. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, again, you know, it was more like watching it. I didn't have high expectations mm-hmm. going in. Like, I was more, I think, intrigued by it because of all of, like... 
the yeah, people the just chattering uh, about yeah. it that I was like, well, I guess I need to watch this. Yeah. Um, and I too love Joaquin Phoenix. Like, the only thing that makes me sad about the movie is that I wish he got more credit for the Lynn Ramsey movie. Yes. No, that movie that fucking movie's so owns. good. We have a huge missed opportunity wrapped around that. We had the best podcast ever about You Were Never Really Here, well, but we didn't record it. We were just walking around talking. Walking around talking just, about it. Was it the best. The oh. like, we, we, we got down to the heart of that movie. Conversation about and then that we're movie. like, wait a minute. that We should have just recorded that, but we were too busy it. hanging out. I think <laughs> when... We came on for the Love Witch. Yes. You guys had maybe just seen yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up reading that book too, and that is a oh, tremendously book? different book. I should read the book. It's, it's like a pamphlet. I, I can lend you my copy. Okay. And it's very, it's very different, but it's like thematically similar. And it, I am amazed at the adaptation because mm-hmm. it's okay. so different. But okay. like, it's a great adaptation. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole time I was watching Joker. I just kept thinking about that. Yeah. I was like, why didn't the you know his performance in that yeah, get like as much? Somebody yeah. already made this movie. It just didn't have a fucking superhero in it. Like why? <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah, yeah. But well, the also movie, the thing. Sorry, no, I no, wanted ahead, to mention ahead. about Joker means. is I feel people will, and I think this has already been said, so it's probably not new to most, but. Definitely watch Taxi Driver mm-hmm. before yeah. and King of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, I have seen Taxi Driver, so I could see the similarities, but I had not seen King of Comedy. Mm-hmm. And when I was describing the movie to Ben, he's like, oh, it's like King of Comedy. Yeah. And I was like, I've never seen that. So we actually just bought it and it came today. Oh, right oh. on. So Rosalie. I do want to watch it this rules. weekend. That movie's yeah. great. Anytime yep. I talk to people about Scorsese, uh, anytime they, they haven't seen either After Hours, which I believe is the upcoming Shame Files. And I've not seen um, them. Or, or King of Comedy. I'm like, okay. we can't even talk Scorsese until you see these because they are something else. Okay. King so, of Comedy is great. You're going to love it. Yeah. yeah. So when I was describing some of the plot mm-hmm. pieces, Ben was like, oh, no, you need to watch this. Um, but I think I, you'll like it. It's really good. I think... You know, people that are getting upset about Joker need to watch more movies. <laughs> I know that's a horrible thing, but like, I didn't find it that outrageous. Yeah. I mean, I think it's talking about a lot what's happening now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's everyone's jumping the gun to adhere to a narrative that it may or may not have because they haven't seen it yet. Right. But I understand yeah. the caution around the idea of what it could potentially glorify. Makes perfect sense. Totally, but at the same time, like, I need my movies. Be- like, I that edge has to has to be crossed, and we can deal with it as it may. Right. Yeah. And, but I, what I, I also just don't think this movie is gonna cross any edges. It's the Joker movie. And it's just that's how I, you know, art is not the arbiter of morals or yeah. anything. You that's know, more a symptom like, of yeah. the times than a symptom of yeah. the movie. Yeah. That you know. Yeah. But man, when he does that laugh in the trailer, I was like, woohoo, I'm in. That's such a good Joker laugh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's great. And it, it's similar to how I felt when I watched Judy, because I love Judy Garland. Mm, right. I was trying to figure out. And that was a that. similar yeah. situation where the performance was amazing. Mm. Renee Zellweger gives it all, but the script was very mm. just formula. I mean, it's a biopic. Mm. Yeah. So you, Did you ever get see a lot get on of up? that. I believe Get this is up. called with uh, no. 
It's not the greatest movie, okay. but that perform. It's I think it's Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Oh I think wow! It is, is it? But okay. as James Brown, and man, it is like throw your guts on the floor. He just went for it. Well, and that's how I felt like with her mm-hmm. and Judy. Like, I think there was probably a lot of she probably related yeah. to this oh, person yeah. mm-hmm. and some of the things she had gone through. So it definitely came through, but it was the script that was just kind of formulaic. Yeah. Like it was nothing, but I wouldn't be surprised like if she got nominated, but yeah, the, the whole thing with Joaquin, you just wish that he got credit for the other oh, things. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Some of the movies they skipped over that year. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like that one was to me like a perfect movie. I agree. That movie was fantastic. And they it's a just fantastic movie. Skipped yeah. over it completely. Yeah. He even yeah. had that other movie, which wasn't fantastic, but he had a great performance in it. And I'm not gonna remember the title. It was Gus Van Zant's movie. Oh, uh You Can Walk oh. From Here or something like you that. You can walk from here, I believe is it's so, called. Does that sound right? Yeah. Oh, his the, performance the one in that about is stellar. The like wasn't he a comic? Like he was, he was an art, like a comic artist. Oh yeah, comic strip artist. Yeah, comic, comic strip, strip artist. artist. And he did like real transgressive yes. stuff. But he was also a former drunk who's now you won't relegated get far to a from here. Yes, that's what yes. It is. yes, yes. I didn't. I mean, that movie wasn't bad. I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's just like a middle of the road movie. But he but was man, good he in it. is killing it in that movie. It's so. And, oh man, edit. Don't even He's get me started on him. He's a great actor. <laughs> Fucking. Inherent Vice, yeah. uh, that his Doc Sportello is just, I'm swooning. <laughs> oh, God. The master, he walks around with his hands like this all the time his, <laughs> and like commits to that physical performance. And nobody looks like Joaquin Phoenix. There's yeah. one person who looks like him, yet he's so chameleonic, and it's not because of his face. It's because of his entire full-body performance. I can't wait the to see that. Chameleonic is going to drop a hot DJ set sometime <laughs> in the near future. Well, and this is the last... Yeah, he doesn't pick one genre. He's chameleonic. Yeah. <laughs> The last thing I'll I'll say about like the Joker really is that when I was conversing with it with Ben, you know, we were saying what I like about it is I don't think he'll be in another one. Yeah, I think right. this is just creating. I would hope that he isn't. I think it's just creating the idea of Joker, mm-hmm. which like I guess, and I am not like a comic buff. I haven't read the comics of Joker, but. It seems to me like that's kind of the concept mm-hmm. is that the initial Joker is like created and then people follow this yes. idea. Yeah. That is in some of the comics. And that's what this movie is. And that's what Batman's to- shooting for. Yeah. Is he's an image of fear. Yeah. Right. They even did it in the TV show Gotham. They started yes. to do a background of a they Joker. Did. And then it turned out, oh, no, he's just the mold through which people who want chaos can follow. Exactly. And it becomes a brand, which Joker brand. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I'm hoping... That's what they do here. Yeah, and he I hope they just re- leave it. I think we need to abolish all connected universes. <laughs> yeah. and just honestly, like superhero movies are great. This experiment yeah. has been fun. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more we can sure. do with it. And the most radical idea is to just go back to individual franchises. <laughs> yeah. okay. We still haven't bested Spider-Man Two. It's <laughs> never happened. It's never gonna happen. Yeah. And that was a standalone, only its yeah. own thing. Yeah. So, so I, we'll see Joker. what happens. Yeah. But. So right thanks on. for sharing your tip stuff. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'm jealous they got to go, but I'm also so happy that we had some Philly well, representation. I yeah. think next year you guys should come. Uh, we should I would try love to. I would love to do it. I, I will I will save vacation yeah. for and it. And we could try to podcast there. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> All tired. This is a whole idea. That's actually really great, a tired <laughs> podcast. Yeah. 
That's a really, really good idea. Sleepy time. I would love to. We will set it up yeah, because I think good. that's been my goal is to travel to a festival rather than just staying local yeah. next year. And now that I you know, have the travel bug real fucking bad, I would well, love to go to Toronto. Passport. Got my passport. And that's Man, all you need. Best thing I ever did in my life, yeah. hands down. So, but you know what makes me sad? When you go to Canada, they don't stamp it. When oh. I went to, they stamped me into Ireland, but okay. both in London and in Edinburgh, oh. uh, it's digital now. You just go bloop. And so they don't yeah. actually have a stamp. So I have one stamp despite going to three countries. I like the stamp. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little That's collection. Sad. As it soon is. as they stamped it, I got addicted. Like images of playing Carbon San Diego popped back in my head. And I was like, I'm going to get all this fucking stamps. Yeah. And then I go into Ireland. Boop. And they're like, just put it here. Boop. And That's then so they gave me a upsetting. shot. Like, oh. Yeah. It was, was I should have done it years ago so that I could have some fucking stamps. Yeah. You know? I would definitely say going the TIFF. Like, Sundance is cool. Mm, yeah, you do a couple fests. Well, Sundance, this was the first time I went. Like, mm -hmm. So I did, like, two big ones mm -hmm. in a year, which is crazy. But Sundance is harder to get around. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, TIFF is so easy because, like, everything's kind of in this, like, square. I guess that's sort of how Phillies is. You can walk and everywhere. It's a lot, yeah. And, and then there are a few that are a little farther out, but you can still walk. I believe it's farther out. out. Yeah, yeah. out. But Sundance, you're dealing with like the elements and then mm. also the elevation, which I didn't realize, mm. and falling in rivers. Oh, so. yes. You gotta, oh, yeah. You gotta be careful. That's right. I, I think you wanted yeah, me you to tell to, you that. Yeah. She was like, yeah. I fell in a river. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Can you tell that story on the podcast? <laughs> so it's embarrassing. But I will put it out it. there for the world to hear. So it's so I went and saw the Ted Bundy movie. The Zac Efron one? Yes. Yeah, extremely loud and incredibly gross. <laughs> and it was just whatever. I loved that movie. Like, <laughs> it's I all right. really... Yeah. So He's very good at He's it. He's very good so at it. Yeah. here's the thing. Immediately, like, following that movie, I'm like, I need to read about this guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. is this a true depiction? And so I ended up reading that book, and I'm blanking on the author's name. I feel like her first name is Anne. I'm not going to know. But anyway... I read the book that everybody reads about <laughs> Ted Bundy and it was written by somebody that was actually like a friend of his. Right. And Elizabeth Klepfer? No. No. You'll find Elizabeth that. Kendall? No. It was like an Anne. Okay. I'll figure it out. So anyway, I saw the movie and I was going to another film. And I was using my phone to like tell me how to get to the next place. Mm -hmm. And it's like telling me to like walk along this highway. And I'm like, this just seems really strange. Mm -hmm. And rule. And rule. And yes. Rule. So the Anne Rule book is the one to apparently read because she was like friends with him till the end, basically. Um so yeah, I, I'm walking along this highway. It tells me to cut through this park. Well, the problem is the park is like snowed over. Like you cannot utilize the steps because they are not there. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is weird. Well, I'll just keep walking along. I try to cross over and bloop. Just, just fell into fell like running water into a river <laughs> and it was like a nightmare. it was absolutely terrifying yeah because the snow was like over my head and i'm not short oh, yeah 
So oh I was like panicking initially and I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. And there's like no one around. Oh so it's not God. like I can yell and somebody can come. And then like I'm trying to climb out and the snow was just like falling in. This is horrifying. Out. And mm. I'll be I honest. That was going to be a funny story. The only thing I could think of was like, oh my God, the last movie I just watched was that Ted Bundy <laughs> movie. And this is like the worst. <laughs> This is the worst. <laughs> and I hate snow too, which uh-huh. is like something else. If you don't like snow, do not go to Sundance. Yeah, fair because enough. it like always snows. I love snow, but I feel like snow and, you know, hustle and bustling and seeing movies doesn't really mix for uh. me. Well, I obviously got out because I grabbed this like twig and I was <laughs> able to like maneuver out. And but then I did go to my next screening and I was soaking wet and it was horrible. Yeah. This what is was the next the screening? Worst story ever. Um, Before You Know It, which what actually just recently came out. It's about these two sisters who their their father passes away and their father's played by Mandy. Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Oh, yes. I love him. He passes away and they inherit his theater. Only to f- like it's like a playhouse, yeah, yeah, where they would do like local performances in New York, only to find out that their mother owns the theater, but they thought their mother was dead. Mm. Well, here, no, their mother is alive and she is a soap opera star. And before you know it, they become something happens, yeah. So I said, well, and here's the thing the whole reason I went to movie was because, again, with the elevation there, yeah. I just needed to freaking sit down because I could not breathe. And I remember I tried to call Ben and he didn't answer. And I feel like, and it, I mean the time difference and everything, he probably was at work, but I seriously felt like my lungs were filling with blood. Oh God. Because of like. Elevation's a beast. I went I to Denver didn't a few years back, it. and getting off the plane in Denver, even just walking through the airport, we were like, "Fuck, this is exhausting. <laughs> so this is a two-hour flight. This is exhausting." My lesson learned was like, one, don't go off path. Yeah. <laughs> and two, probably just like take an Uber, even though the Ubers are all like twenty-five bucks. Like yeah, it's, it's a still flat rate there. Like they because they're trying to encourage you to take the transit. Mm-hmm. And this was another thing. Transit is free there, but it sucks Uh because it's like during the fest, everybody's trying to take it. So a lot of people take the Ubers, but then the townspeople get mad because all of these like Uber people and Lyft people come in. It's like make cash. Mm. So they have like this thing where it's like, it doesn't matter if you go a mile or two miles, you're paying 25 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely scary. That is That's scary. Horrifying. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. But also, story. like, you should write that into a movie. <laughs> well, I did. I did put it into my Ted Bundy review because <laughs> I was like, "Well, this is part of the thing." Because I didn't think that movie was as terrible as because I especially it. it was actually on my first, my top half of the year list. It was my okay. number ten spot, and solely just because I. I I like the idea of the movie actually not being about his killings and being about the reaction to them from his spouse. Well, and then the other thing was, like I said, I read that book, and actually that's who he was. Mm. He fooled people. 
people thought he was like oh, the coolest dude, yeah. yeah. And that he was really nice. Like this lady that wrote the book really didn't believe until almost the very end, like, wow, he actually killed people. <laughs> she just thought he was getting mistaken. Yeah. Which I just thought was so interesting. So I think people got upset because they're like, oh, they're showing him as this like right. nice, charismatic guy. The trailer suggested that would be the way to do it, that it was like the Bundy party. And then right. but then the movie, you know, it was just no, that that was just to get you in the seats. Right. So yeah, but I would say definitely I would sh- if I had to pick I would go to Tiff over Sunrise yeah. because it's just harder getting around. I honestly don't read a lot about Sundance. Tiff seems to have more of a, mm-hmm. a buzz attached to it at least in the circles I follow. Yeah. And well, and especially I think too because of the time of year, mm-hmm. it's like you're just they're holding all of this stuff. Whereas like the Sundance is more the indie which is also cool. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. you see a lot of first time filmmakers like they had um oh The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that yet. Which me. was really great. And they had that, but they also had the farewell mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes I find what happens with films from there is like you hear a lot about them and then they just disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas Tiff gets a lot of the bigger stuff, which you know you're going to see. You're going to see, yeah, yeah. And then the little stuff kind of gets lost. Right, Because it's like everybody's just focused on the bigger things. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, I really tried to focus on not seeing that stuff. The bigger things, yeah. Because that's smart at any festival. Yeah. Because we're all going to see that when it comes out in a month. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't need our help. Like, people know they want to see that. Yep. Why wouldn't you? It looks freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about summer of 84. Figures a good transition time, right? Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to let you transition while I pee. Go for it. The reason we're going to talk about summer of 84 is because Rosalie is in the midst of making her own slasher movie. Oh, that is a great transition. Yeah, see, right? (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, so I guess... I don't know how much you know about Pizza Man. So, well, like, I will tell a little synopsis. Please. I read the pages that you provided okay. for the um, the audition. But, uh, oh, yeah. So, I realized you probably don't know the end. I know whatever's okay. in those, like, six or seven pages. I'm not going to reveal that. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I want to keep that a surprise. Yeah. But Pizza Man is, like, going to be in the vein of an 80s slasher. So this is absolutely perfect. Right up my alley. It's Friday Um, the 13th. Let's talk about it. It's going to be shot here in Philly sometime in November. um, But it tells the story of these two elderly people that are stuck in a time warp after their son was run down by a pizza delivery driver. Yes. (laughs) And... After this occurrence happens, they're overcome with grief and they vow to never eat pizza again. (laughs) So they like basically spend their whole life just running pizza restaurants out of the town. (laughs) Um, But then a new shop opens, Pizza Heaven, (laughs) and they decide to seek revenge. So this is probably going to be, it's going to be like 10 to 12 minutes. Um, And my friend Katie McBrown and I, we wrote this thing like years ago oh really yeah like so i went to film school with katie and i don't know we've both always been kind of quirky so 
we wrote this thing. I actually think it came about from a horror like script challenge we did. Okay. Um, and it kind of just sat and we were going to film it like long time ago. And then, you know, like life shit happened and it just like <laughs> the production kind of fell apart. Yeah. And then recently, one of the movie John people, Hunter yeah. Bush, wanted to start the Pizza Film Club. And I was like, pizza? I was like, <laughs> my God, my friend and I had this script and I like start telling him about it. And this was like a, like probably beginning of the year. Yeah. He's like, well, why didn't you make that? And I'm <laughs> like, I don't know. Why didn't I make it? Yeah. And I, I texted my friend Katie. I'm like, remember Pizza Man? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, let's make it. And she's like, okay. So then it kind of just went from there. That's um, so exciting. It is. And like, it's a very funny script. I, I enjoyed reading it. It's, yeah, so it's quite good. I know, Dan, we were just at the, I'm going to call it Dad Astro. Oh, uh, Astro Dad, yeah. <laughs> or Astro Dad <laughs> last night. That's Ad Astra for people who haven't caught on to my <laughs> attempts at making a meme. The Brad Pitt in space. Yes, <laughs> yes. Brad um, Astro. <laughs> so, something that I was seeing about last night when I left there in relation to my film was like, you know, I used to always think like, well, if you have money, like you can make a movie and it's going to be great. But then like last night I'm thinking, no, like if you have money, then you make that, like you make Ad Astra, like you make these kind of. I want to go on record as saying, I think I enjoyed it much more than you enjoyed it. (laughs) Yes, But it's just like, but no, I, I know I know what the sentiment of what you're saying is, is yeah. money doesn't define that it's good. You right. can polish a turd and it's still a turd. <laughs> yeah. But if you have a good script, you know, you can shine it up with money, but like you could shoestring a good script and it's a good script. There's right. you can't take that away well, from it. And the other thing I think about movies like Ad Astra is like if you have the money, you just spend it. Yeah. yeah. Because you're like, wow, I have all of this money. Like, I'm not gonna just let it sit here. So you know, I think with Pizza Man, it's like it's important just to try to do it. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's going to turn out fine. Yeah. But I would I used to get myself very like, oh, but it has to be perfect. And like mm. if I don't have enough money. But now I'm just like, I just want to make this thing. And when I interview filmmakers, that's the one question I always land on is like, what hurdle did you run up against that ended up being like an asset? Right. And like films that are defined by their limitations end up being so much, not defined by, but at least embrace their limitations and are inspired to move beyond their limitations with limited means is so much more interesting to yeah. watch than someone who has more money than God. Yeah, I, I think you just have to do it. Like, yeah. that's the hardest part. There's value in completion. Um, But we did cast it, and now we're in the midst of doing a couple fundraisers. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm pretty excited about. Like, the first one we're doing at this Snap Custom Pizza, which people can come out, make their own pizza. What's the date of that? Um, On September 29th. Hell so yes. the only thing is, it's from 4 to 8. Yep. You have to bring a coupon which you can put right on your phone and it's on the moviejohn.com website mm-hmm. um but as long as you have that coupon and you scan it there and I will be there Katie will be there and then our producer Ian Kimball which I think you guys know Oh yeah Ian he's Kimble been on the show a few times guest yeah. on the show <laughs> Yeah yes. so he will be there as well and we're even going to have some of the cast there That's great Um but 
50% of the profits will go to Pizza Man. Awesome. And it's good pizza. I actually frequent Snap. Yeah. Uh, Snap makes some legit pizzas. They I do like it like it Chipotle too. style, but with pizza. So Snap Pizza, September 29th. 29th from 4 to 8. And then... And that's at the what, 15th and Chestnut? 15th. 15th and Chestnut. I think actually Sansom. Sansom, sorry, yes, Sansom. yes. It's Sansom, you're yes. correct. 15th and But Sansom. again, all the info is on moviejohn.com under um, Pizza Man. And then we do have another event planned at Tattooed Moms, which I'm super excited, excited about. about it. We're doing a bingo. So much fun. Uh, yeah. And we're going to hopefully show a teaser. That, oh, cool. Yes. We're at, I'm actually meeting with Ian, Ian and Katie this weekend to talk about we're going to put something together. Cool. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> What's the date of the bingo? So that is Monday, October 7th. It, it will start at 6 p.m. and then the game will start at 7. We're going to have pizza gift cards and like a bunch of other cool prizes. And Tattooed Moms is a good hang. Yeah. I like that place. Tattooed Moms is fun. are super supportive. Yes. Like, They're the best. Fringe does a lot of fundraisers through uh, Tattooed Moms. Well, a, a lot of people that, I mean, my girlfriend's in theater and a lot of people use Tattooed Moms. They're very supportive of the They arts. don't charge you anything mm. to use the space which is so nice they like they really like to be part of like community events yeah. they're like whole thing is like trying to cultivate community in and their vegan sandwiches are fucking legit they're really good i know yeah. i like their food too and well it was funny because when we first reached and out to them the we were just like oh we want to do an event there and they're like well, what are you doing <laughs> like they made us really think about it and then we were like well, we could play bingo. And they're like, yes, we like it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And I was like, awesome. And I think that, I don't know, I, I like playing bingo. Yeah, bingo's fun. Bingo <laughs> Bingo's great. Also fits the thematic element of these it, elderly people it that does. star in your movie, right? Yeah. I like when people are playing bingo and they yell out, before, and then everyone goes, and after, and then everyone laughs, <laughs> and stands if they have it. At least well, anytime I've played bingo, that's what goes down. I'm most excited about is we're going to do a 50-50 raffle there. Yay. So cash. Yeah, you can win some cold, cash. hard cash. Because I feel like people, like, yeah, gift cards are cool, but cash. Cash <laughs> money, yeah. You know what so, Bingo always makes me think of? That joke in the opening of Saving Silverman where uh, uh, Jason Biggs is, he, like, works at an old folks home, and he's, like, okay. running a bingo, and he's, like, you know, he's, like, B7, and then a guy stands up and goes, bingo, but he's got no pants on. <laughs> it's just, like, an old man with no <laughs> pants on, and he goes, Abe, put your pants back on, or no more Matlock. <laughs> no more Matlock. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love Matlock. <laughs> I'm reminded of, and this is going to be a very strange reference, but when I go home to hang out with my family... Um, I have different tastes than my family generally, and they're really <laughs> resigned to just being old and staying in. So we've met in the middle, and we watch Impractical Jokers, <laughs> and uh, which is a legitimately funny show. Yes, it okay. It's just, but one yeah. of the guys, because he lost all the challenges, his final challenge was to play bingo at like a serious bingo place, yeah. and whenever commanded by the men backstage, he had to declare bingo. He was very close to being physically harmed <laughs> by, by older people who just w were so interested in preserving the sanctity of bingo. <laughs> and him spitting in the face by calling bingo when he did not have it was very, very potentially harmful to his physical health. <laughs> and I, I love that. <laughs> the fact funny. that bingo can get fucking there. Yeah. That's good That's stuff. Funny. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, people come out and be old. 
Yeah, like, oh, hell yeah. I'm pretty sure Tori and I are going to be there. Like, we're very yeah. excited. I'll about definitely this. be yeah. at Snap Pizza. I will almost definitely be at Bingo. I know it's um, hard because it's a Monday night, but then I'm like, eh. Honestly, yeah, but that's what good a better for way me. to spend a Monday night than playing night. Bingo? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing essentially Who's got some form of Bingo. Monday night? Yeah, exactly. I guess people. And we're going to be kids. dead tired because Exhumed is the day before. Exactly. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, well, no, this isn't the 24-hour horathon. They just dropped like another like 12-hour. I don't think I could ever do that. I'm doing it because it's the last one. So I was like, I've never done it before. I'm doing it. Well, maybe because you know the venue is kaput. Oh. So, so they, they'd have to find a new place. Yeah, they're like they're not sure if they're gonna. It's definitely the and last they are one. Building their own okay. place, but yeah. it's not gonna be a spacious place like that. Okay, I should go, but like I am so averse to the idea of staying awake for twenty four hours. And I know you don't have to. Yeah, but I fucking have to, no, and I just can't see, do it. That's yeah. how I would be. Yeah, which is like, you know, Ben got concerned with me at Tiff. He's like, you need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. But I mean, it's just I want to try to see. I want to see everything. I, I'll be drooling on myself, half asleep, watching just stupid, just you know, butt bombs from but Mars, that's just a some lot horror, horror movie that doesn't matter. That's a lot of horror for I me. I know. Oh, see, yeah, shoot it I in my veins. That. I am in. Here's what I figured out. This is how I finally got to Horathon. I'd never want to do Horathon for the same reason because I need to see every. If I'm going to a thing, okay. I need to see everything. But then I've spent the last two years just sleeping through every fucking thing I go to see anyway. <laughs> I like can't help it that I was it's just like, yeah. what am I? What am I stopping myself from? I sleep through this shit anyway. There's a slight chance I might do it. Yeah. But at the same time, that's the week of the film festival. Oh yeah. And oh, it's at the end of the film yeah. festival, that. and I will once again be covering it, Dude. and I don't think I want to do it. Yeah, you'd be. Crushed. And the one year that I that I almost went and didn't go. It was the same night as the secret screening, which they haven't done recently at the Philly yeah. Film Festival, but it was raw, oh, yeah. and I made the right decision. That, yeah. That so makes I'm, I'm me in. upset that I didn't go to that secret screening. Ooh, I, I, anytime you put secret in front, I'm going, just in <laughs> case. Because like one year, it was Everything Must Go, that Will oh, Ferrell yeah. movie. That was like, it was fine, yeah. but I'm not sure. into it. Like Raw was definitely the kind of thing where you're like, fuck, I'm totally seeing this <laughs> shit. She's eating that finger like a buffalo wing. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. So I'm yeah. In. So the only other thing I wanted to mention is if people cannot make the fundraising events, we will be doing like a crowdfunding. Oh, awesome! Um, do you have like a link you can send people so, to for that? Yeah, on the 18th of this month, the link will go live, and we will of course blast it out on social media and everything. But I'm pretty excited. Like some of the rewards we came up with because I was trying to think like. I've donated to films in the past. And like the most important thing to me is one, I want to copy. Absolutely. Like how can I watch this thing? Cause especially if I don't live like by the filmmaker or something like that. Like I, I actually think you guys might've went to this at Puff. Ben saw that God inside his ear or inside her ear. Ben like really liked that movie. That's a great flick. And he just kickstarted the guy's next film. Sister Tempest. Oh, right on. Yes. Yeah. He donated money to it and he just got a copy of the God Insider Ear. Oh, right on. Yeah. yeah Joe Baden, I think it's Joe Baden. I have a, uh, a painting it. by him. And we watched the, his movie and I was really impressed really good. with That's it. That's a good flick. Yeah. That, and I think what was the the budget was like eight grand or something. It was like next to nothing. And that movie looks fantastic. Yeah. It does. And it's got and that wonderful lead performance too. It, like she's so good in that. She's movie. Oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. And so 
he kickstarted that and like all the rewards were really like you got the the blu-ray yep. of his other film but then ben will get a digital link oh yeah yep. to the mm -hmm. new movie and it was all like stuff like it wasn't i don't want to be harsh but like junk yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Was, so we're kind of yeah, doing I don't a similar need a hat right yeah but so i'd love a copy doing of the a film similar aspect and the higher it goes like we have one of the levels where you can get a vhs copy oh that's cool that's <laughs> awesome to, like make it like interesting yeah. oh yeah um and we tried to keep it accessible like for 10 bucks mm -hmm. you'll get a copy of the movie that's great yeah so and then hugo who draws everything for movie john he's making us a poster that's great nice hugo's yeah. artwork is like amazing that's yeah. gonna be awesome hugo? that last movie john okay. cover is high art that is how it's done. Hugo is such a saint because <laughs> he's like the type of person, like, I'm like, I don't like this. And he's like, doo, 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 doo. and then like three minutes, I'll have like a new thing. Oh, my yeah. God. He doesn't get offended. Yeah, yeah. Um, but most of the time, I love. Does he work I in love... graphic design? He does. I know a couple yeah. people that work in graphic design and like that's their MO is people are like, I don't like that. And they're like, I got 10 more things for you. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. And he does animation projects, mm, cool. freelance. Yeah, mm. he's just, he's, I actually met him working at the Ritz. Oh, cool. So oh, we've right been on. friends for a long time, but he just does movie John stuff because he likes it. Like, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. He I loves it. I think that's it. the one thing we should point out to anybody who is potentially donating to this movie and just potentially helping out is like, that's the coolest thing about this is that this is a conjunction of so many people and film circles in Philly for the first time not reacting to a movie that exists but making one. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's like, even if it is totally not your flavor, that is something that at a time when Philly is like being looked at as an artistic source, that's a really cool thing to back. And regardless of the rewards, the reward is you're backing something that is is really cool. You know, it's it's a it's a good idea. It's healthy. I feel like even if just all my friends watch it, I'll be happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but also, I do want to mention that Dan's girlfriend's in it. Yes, yeah, she is Jenna. indeed. Yeah. Jenna. She is indeed in it. Uh, I, I was actually going to say she uh, a little bit of serendipity. She came back from New Orleans once, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I got this painting for you. It was a Suspiria painting." She's oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, the guy who, who painted it, he's a filmmaker, and it was Joe Baden." Really? Because yeah. I was like, "Wait, did he do the God Inside My Ear?" And she's like, "That sounds very familiar." And we looked it up. I'm like, "Lo and behold!" <laughs> That's and so, so cool. yeah. That's so yeah. Jenna yeah. will be in it. She helped with the the casting on it. She yeah. helped and, uh, a lot. <laughs> She's a beast. She yeah. even got touched by someone. Did oh, she yes. Tell you? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, like she did awkward. tell me about that. And she made oh a uh, noise as she told me. Oh, no. It was awkward. Yeah, that sounds Let's bad. Yeah. We, well, auditions are always. I'm, sh I'm sure there are plenty of people that want to be in movies. As someone who auditioned, I will say that <laughs> I've only well, done three auditions in my life. You guys were And this was the, the most comfortable. Okay. As the day to went towards the end. Yeah. I feel they got weirder. Oh yeah. But a couple of them and that the one in particular I did feel bad. And we were all awful and should have stopped it, but we uh, were like filming it and then Jenna. You know, though, kudos <laughs> to you guys. You're the way that you've handled this production in terms of just put like Jenna showed me just the scheduling block and all that. Oh. Credit to you for for trying to do it right. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I was going to throw a movie together, I don't even know where to begin, but like the fact that you open with paying scale, you're putting things together, you're auditioning professionally and all that. I think that is commendable and and you're my hero for it. Well, I also am a vampire. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I, am I too, don't but. sleep. 
So like when you when normal people are sleeping, I'm up at night just like in the lab. Yes. As you said, yes. But I love that you get a little bit of Bayla in your voice when you start talking about <laughs> yeah. your vampire oh, yeah. ways. But Ooh. no, I, I appreciate that because, yeah, I mean, auditions are hard, you know, and towards the end. But I think Jenna had fun. You oh, know? yeah. But she like, actually talks but about I will it a lot. Say She's excited. I will say she, she may not know this, but we took a lot of her word oh, around like, should we cast this person? Should we not? And if she mm. said no, we were like, okay, no. <laughs> I mean, she's been in this business for right. so long Which I that I, you can blindly trust what she says about business decisions. She knows. Yeah. And that's the thing for me, like directing-wise, I always look to people that know things oh, better yeah. than I. Because it takes like, a village. It really does. Because, yeah, I mean, and especially when it comes to an actor, it's like, well, if I'm not going to get along with them, in an audition. <laughs> I can't even yeah, imagine. Because these people are going to be coming to our house. Like, our my literal literal house. I was going to ask like, this, because one, your house seems appropriately decorated for yes. the characters that are in your script. But two, you have you literally live on the one block in Philly that if I wanted to shoot a 1980s slasher, looks, that's where I would shoot yeah. it. It looks like it. it. Lo- it looks I don't like know, yeah. man. We could shoot a pretty gnarly 80s slasher right here in Murder House. <laughs> well, Mur- yeah, lit. actually. You got a Coke mirror on the wall. When I was in wall. here, I was just thinking, your house would be perfect because of the cleanup. Uh, yes. Because yeah. oh, I'm yeah. a little nervous about the one scene we oh. have. There's pizza sauce, yeah. and I'm like... Yeah. It's Kudos to you for using practical pizza sauce and not CG pizza sauce. <laughs> oh, well, I yeah. feel like that just ends up looking gross. I um, mean, it's worth it for the clean. But we'll see. I yeah. mean, we were looking to shoot at somebody else's house, and then in the end, I was like, you know what? It's better just to do it at our house yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. if something and you can control breaks, control everything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna be that worried about yeah, it. Yeah, you have. But full if control, I broke yeah. somebody else's stuff, right, right. I'd be mortified that makes mm. sense so yeah. and plus two after it's all done i can just go to bed <laughs> <laughs> like that was the other so thing because yeah. i was saying to ben i'm like we can set everything up and then like after it's done we'll just go to bed yeah you can just leave it yeah. and then just we'll deal with it, up it in the later morning. Yeah. Yeah. we'll deal with it later our house oh, it's is gonna be so much fun yeah so you guys will be there i'm sure yeah. oh I, yeah i would very much oh, yeah. like to help yes. i also i have to use this i just need to throw in a quick promotion uh, Ooh, Jenna yes. is currently doing a show in Fringe. She is rehearsing oh, for yeah. it right oh, now. Is she? It opens this weekend. It runs all week into next weekend. I had to look up the title, but it's by a company called On the Rocks. They do queer horror every year. Oh, yeah. And it's always a lot of fun. It's always like fucking insane. <laughs> um, practical blood. I mean, last last year, Jenna played a fat guy cop in a fat suit. It was, it was, <laughs> and just oh a big, you know, it, but, you know, really leaning into that idea. Yeah. They did a. They've done slashers. They did a, a possession tale. Yeah. Always good stuff. So this year is called our Ouija board. The games we played, the shit we conjured, and the dead dude we hate fucked. <laughs> so please look that up. Uh, you can. There's a Fringe app. You can go to the Fringe website. Check it out. Heck, if you want to come tomorrow at nine thirty, under oh no, this won't even be up. No. If you were there last night at nine thirty, thanks for coming because yeah. I was there. And um, yeah, so definitely check it out. It's at Asian Arts Initiative. Uh, great venue, awesome. and Fringe has a lot of really cool stuff this year, but Jenna is doing that. She is also doing a free Fringe show in the park near our house, and uh, I've been watching her as she creates it. It's like a pretty personal show, but it's also going to be like batty and fun. I don't know what the title of it is, but you'll be able to get to it through there, so promos for That's Jenna's awesome. shows. Cool. Definitely check it Exciting. out. She's got the creation buzz 
uh, bug ever since doing the Johnny Depp show. Yeah. So it's been quite inspiring to watch. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, we'll spin back around and talk more about Pizza Man on the back end. We can just like throw sure, that plug out sure. again when we when we wrap up. But let's get a into new Summer of slasher 84. in the in the canon of masked horror slashers will exist in Pizza Man. Yes, <laughs> so exciting. Uh, but let's talk about Summer of '84. Yeah, Summer of uh, '84 yeah. from the makers of Turbo Kid, which I have That's not correct. seen. Have either of you seen Turbo I have Kid? Seen Turbo I Kid. have seen, seen it Turbo too. Kid? Now and I understand I really this is a little more it. subdued than Turbo Kid. That's yeah. a little more. I agree. So yeah. yeah, like Turbo Kid is really fun. Like I like Turbo Kid quite a bit. It's it's um you know got one foot in like super exploitation and then another foot in just kind of like. 80s nostalgia, kind of. I mean I to agree. watch it, and for some reason, I was like checked out of the idea of like I get what this is going to be, but I also understand that maybe I don't. Uh, you probably do, but I, you <laughs> would have fun. But with it's it. like totally my flavor. Yeah, like I dig. Uh, what was the one? Uh, Kung Fury oh, was Kung it Fury? Kung Fury? Yeah. Yep. And like that was another thing. I'm like I don't know, yeah. and then really liked it. Yeah. Now was Turbo Kid their first? I don't know. I, as far as I know, okay, but I always feel I wanted like to look that up and I forgot because it's a co-directing yes, situation. Yes, they're a team, I believe. Yeah, because um, Canadian it's a, filmmakers, I think. Yes, a guy oh, yeah. and a lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Francois uh, Simard and Anouk Whistle and Johan Carl Whistle. Um, I, the pronunciation of that could be anything, and it looks like. I'm glad I you're think, pronouncing the names because I, I was like, I I'm going to butcher this. They have some shorts yeah, such as Ninja Eliminator short. 3, uh-huh. Guardian of the Dragon Medallion, That's which looks title. fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, T is for Turbo. Well, Turbo Kid right, is, is pretty crazy. Turbo Kid's crazy. So yeah, they've done Demonitron. These titles are just yeah. the best. Bagman, Le Bag, Le Bagman. They, I guess that's you know French what, they, Canada. They remind me of the dude that, um, what's his name? Chris something that put together death metal and we summoned a demon. Oh shit! Why am I gonna? I I goddamn interviewed him. Yeah, Chris something, and I, I can't think of his last name now. He was a great interview too. Uh, but uh, Mick and Roy, does that sound right? Mick and Roy. Oh. That does sound right. Maybe Chris but is wrong. M C I N. Don't worry, I got this. Yeah, Chris McEnroy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Uh, he, Man, we summoned a demon is fucking it's, funny. It's really funny and weird, <laughs> and it's a similar thing where like he takes these just like very on the nose genre ideas, okay, but goes like really big with them, like just like really sh- like shoots for the moon with the idea and gets like oh, way over the top. It's really fun and funny. Death Metal is like one of my favorite short films I've ever seen. It's oh, sh- Death Metal is amazing. He actually it's has so this other one the top called Bad funny. Guy Number Two. I haven't seen that yet. Bad Guy Number Two is great because it's like a heavy, like super villain, yeah. and his number two always ends up getting killed. <laughs> and so when they get killed, it's like, all right, well, McCormick, you're number two, <laughs> and it's like, thanks for the promotion, but also, does this mean I'm definitely also going <laughs> to yeah. die? Like it, it plays into that very funny stuff. It, yeah, uh, it kind of reminds. That's that's a little bit what Turbo Kid reminds me of. Where Turbo Kid is right like on. an on the nose genre exercise that is just. Going for the moon, like, yeah. I and mean, it does. I mean, that movie metal. gets like, it, like death metal violent. Like that movie gets like limbs are being torn off, and there's like okay. fountains of blood. I was gonna say the end. Yeah, it's really wild. Yeah. Um, so and, this is actually and this Summer of feels, is like so feels so more classic. Yeah, it's very tame. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will watch it, Turbo in a lot Kid. of good ways. Actually, in the ways we talk about, where it's like when a filmmaker gets really good, is often when they shave off some of their yeah, yeah, yeah. more stylistic. Well, they choices, find a way to hone you know? their flair yeah. so that it's and not gaudy it, and present. It, it's yeah. funny. So again, I don't really remember how we found my husband found out about Turbo Kid, but we had watched that. So then he kind of had an eye on, like, what are these people up to? Mm -hmm. And then we found Summer of 84. 
and we actually just blindly bought the Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Yeah, like we were like, oh, and I don't know. If it's like a newer filmmaker, I I'll shell out the cash because yeah. it's like support. Yeah. Um, so we bought it. We both really liked it. Um, but it was funny when I did the rewatch for this show. I had gone on to Letterbox and I saw a lot of people comparing it to Stranger Things. Uh-huh. Yeah, which I understand that, yep. but like. I don't know. I feel like they probably had this idea. Yeah, I, I actually agree it, with you. I don't feel yeah. like it's of a piece of Stranger Things because this is, this feels nostalgic in the same way that something like Death Proof feels nostalgic, where it's yes. like, this looks like an accurate recreation of what was made back then. Mm-hmm. Whereas Stranger Things is an homage to it and is more like Planet Terror, where it's like, you couldn't pass this off as a as a piece of that time. Right. Yes. But it's it's referential to it. Yeah. Summer of 84, if someone told me that it was made in 86, I would believe it if not for the modern it technology. It seems that yeah. way. Yeah. It really does. And yeah. it, like Stranger Things is distinctly modern. You will never pass that off as something that existed in the 80s, but it tickles my penchant for things mm-hmm. that are 80s tinged. So I guess we should say like what the plot is. Yeah. Of oh, it. we can spoil it entirely, and we're gonna okay. have to because okay. I have thoughts. Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't yes. know yeah. if we were spoiling it, so that's good. We always okay. spoil. We so always if you spoil. haven't seen okay. it yet, this is your chance to stop, go watch it. It's like so okay. short, so it, you'll it's be on fine. Shutter right now. It's on Shutter, and then you can come back yep. and listen from here on out. Yeah. Um. Because uh, I am glad that you asked us to watch this, Rosalie. Because when I first saw this, I enjoyed it, but like. Kind of like only just so, you know. I was like, yeah, this this is like a decent movie, yeah. but it. I had heard good things about it, but I was never going to press play on it. Uh, I have too much more that catches my eye on Shutter. Which but totally I'm glad because happens. I really yeah. did like the movie. Yeah, watching it a second time, I liked it a lot more actually. I'd like to see it a second time because I'm still more than lukewarm, but I'm not all the way there. Well, the reason I picked this was because. When Garrett was saying, oh, what should we watch for the show and it, about Pizza Man? Yeah. Like, I was thinking, what influenced Pizza Man? Not that this did, yeah. but it just was commendable yeah. to me. Like, I was like, wow, these people made this? Right. Because there's, like, nobody really in it. Right, Rich Summer mm-hmm. is the biggest name in this movie, and Rich Summer is, like, a BTV star, I guess. I actually, I don't even know. I believe yeah. he was on Mad Men. So, like, Does he play really? the cop? Uh, I don't know who he played. I never saw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Sorry, the movie, yes. yes. In the movie, yeah, yes. He plays, he plays the, cop. the cop. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, so the his cop... performance is really okay, excellent. So he's yeah. amazing in the movie. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, but like everybody else is pretty much a no name. Yeah, and then you have a bunch of kids. No. So it's like that seems challenging. Do you know the one kid, the kid that's like the like the badass, like the the River Phoenix? Yeah, uh, he looks familiar. What's his deal? He's the kid that plays more like the main character of this movie in the Babysitter. I haven't seen The Babysitter, but I've been meaning oh, to okay. since Ready or I Not. Seen the that Babysitter either. is really fun. I think you'd enjoy it. Is that McG? It's McG. I, I dig McG. His Terminator oh movie God, is McG. just as fine as it's every McG. other Terminator McG. movie that's, that's a sequel. It's McG. Still going by McG. And uh, so Charlie's Angels, to... Sam Rockwell dancing. We were talking about that earlier. Yep. So just to a McG. Like little story. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A couple of years ago, Ben and I went to the Crispin Glover Live. Oh my God, <gasps> I'm, I'm so, so jealous. jealous of you right now. <laughs> you guys, okay, when it comes to New York, uh-huh. we need to go. Oh, I will. I will go again. Go. Yeah. He is fucking wild. Uh-huh. Okay. You mean so, to tell me Christian, Crispin Glover's weird? Okay, well, <laughs> I, I am in love with Crispin because uh-huh. he is just such an odd duck. Where's but the corkscrew? <laughs> he. 
during this event, of course, because I feel like, well, he takes Q&A. Yeah. And of course, you know, I think somebody brought up Charlie's Angels Mm -hmm. and he gave this whole story how, you know, he really didn't want to be in it, but he was in it because it's like money and like then he can fund his art. Yeah, yeah. But when he met Mick G, he's like, well, what if the characters mute? Uh And he like sold this whole idea. Mick G was just like, yeah, sure. He can be mute. He talked about that on Marin's podcast about how he had like lines. And I thought that was Uh -uh. ridiculously funny. Like (laughs) I was just like, you just were in this huge budget movie and you played it mute. If his character, because I love that Charlie's Angels movie. I think it is just fantastic. I like his character. His character's great. If he had a single line, I wouldn't remember him as much as I do. (laughs) All I remember is him. He does the cartwheel through the fence and then he smells the hair. (laughs) Maron. He's such a creep. I love it. He's so strange. But you should, if it ever comes through New York, I highly recommend because one of the things that I'll always remember well, one, he will answer pretty much every question. Mm-hmm. He talks about Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. But then at the end, you can get things signed. Mm. He will sign whatever. So if you bring like 10 things, he will sign it all. But he also will only do it privately. Mm. Like he has a line. Mm-hmm. You wait when he tells you to come forward and then he'll talk to you mm. for as That's long as so you want. Cool. And then he's just like, are you done? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, and that's it. But like, he's not rushing you. Yeah. So it does take a while. Like, I, I think wait we any were, amount of time to have we a were the same way. Uh-huh. We were like, we'll wait. But Although I think we did wait like an I'd hour. Say is, Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, but he he's an interesting guy. Like, oh yeah, I'm very, fascinated by him. His yeah. cover of "These Boots Are Made for Walking" <laughs> is one of the best pieces of sound that has ever existed. <laughs> I remember someone at the show had that vinyl, so his good. vinyl, yeah, yeah. and he, he did signed the Willard it. song. He he covers uh, Ben. Oh, right, uh, yeah. for his he remake does. of Willard, which is a really solid, fun movie. I would like Willard's to see that. I've never great. Seen that. Willard yeah. rules. Yeah. It's the same guys who did Final Destination. They did oh, yeah. the Black Christmas, uh-huh. the first uh, update, we'll call it, Black what Xmas. What amazes yeah. me, and not to get on a, we are on like a Christmas no, tangent. Nothing wrong with that. But what amazes me is how many people don't realize, like, he is only in that first Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah he's yep. got the body double for two. Yep. And then he ended up suing them yep. because they stole his face. That's like literally why his character is upside down the whole time. That was it's not to be like, oh, it's the future. People are upside yes. down now. It's like we need to make sure you can't tell this is not Christmas. But I credit to Bob Gale and Zemeckis for <laughs> yeah. figuring that out. Yeah. But he came back. He reunited with Zemeckis. Zemeckis, for, uh, but not Gale. But not Gale. He reunited. Yes, not Gale. He <laughs> oh, reunited with Zemeckis for Beowulf because All he was right. the mocap for That's Grendel, right. yeah. which is probably the most inspired casting in the history <laughs> of cinema. Not a great movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that is where it's at. Yeah. But he did. I when I asked the question, I asked him was about his. He's working on a project right now with his father. Oh, and his father was in Chinatown. I oh, don't know the if movie you know Chinatown. That. No. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they were making a movie and they've been doing it for a few years. And I was like, well, when will it be done? And I think his response was something along the lines like, you can't put time on art. I love him. I love him. And I was like, you know what? That made me think about things because like bef- I I feel like I'm always on this timeline like oh if I don't have this done by the time I'm like 40 mm-hmm. like I'm screwed mm-hmm. like I need but he's just like on his own yeah, timeline. Yeah. He's on his own planet. He really <laughs> is on his own planet. Yeah. But That's so have you ever seen what is it? Yes. That is a so his very films, strange movie but it's like really watchable which is strange. Yeah. I, I well, don't know. His films, his films are something. So when you go each night he shows the two, like he shows each film. But what I thought was interesting is he won't sell the films. Right. Because he doesn't want people to see it without him being there because he wants to have that discussion. Yeah, I've heard yeah. him say this, that it, it's important so to him cool. to have a conversation because about his art. Because the one night we were there, I remember a, a woman got very upset by the things in the movie. I mm. think it was the one where, um, oh, the person had the disability, and I, I, I can't remember. I know he cast it. for, what is it? It was all folks with Down syndrome. Well, that, what is it? There's Down syndrome folks that are in it, but in the other film, it's the person has some kind of disease, and I'm blanking on I'm it. I'm not sure. But he's like a murderer. Oh, okay. In it, and this and a person got very upset by it. But what I liked about his engagement was he's just like, well, how can I help you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, basically, he did not give up on this person. Like, he <laughs> wanted to make sure they were satisfied mm-hmm. with, like, his answer and making sure they understood what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to offend anyone. Right, right. And, like... I could see if he released his movies to the world, people would take them they would freak so out. wrong. Like yeah, they would yeah. be like, these are horrible. It's wild that he's aware of that. Because to yeah. me in my head, I think of that artist just being like, oh, if you don't understand, you don't understand. I don't know why I made him French. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, I feel cool. too, he's probably experienced like so sure. much horrible like things in Hollywood that he's I just like. Sense. He's probably, forgive me if I'm crossing a line. He's probably not simple to work with. <laughs> I imagine I that there's no. a little bit of a, a massaging no. that you must do to get him to be pliant. He was just in that we have always lived in the castle. Oh, I wanted what to see that? that. Amazing. Isn't that, um? why well, can't I think of the author's name? I believe it is the same woman who I'm wrote so uh, names. Uh, Legend of Hill House. Yes. Why am I? Why is that escaping me? Google Which, it. Yes. Because <laughs> so this movie though, like, you guys need to see it. I don't know why. We have always lived in this castle. We have always oh, lived in the castle. It's got a, a Tessa Farmiga. Oh, yes. Final Girls. Love her. Love her. Alexandra Daddario. I oh, she yeah. could hypnotize me. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the Winter Shoulders in it. Sebastian. And, Sebastian. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Stacy Passon is the director. And yep. she did episodes of The Punisher, Concussion. Oh, cool. Right on. Okay. So I don't gods, know what House went on with this movie. For some reason, it didn't get, like, released mm-hmm. wide. I, and, like, I really don't understand. Because it's been on my to-see list. I have a running The production design and just everything about it is great. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a screener link to it, and then I immediately purchased it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but Crispin is great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the author, I, oh, yeah, that's what I, was I up. yeah, it's okay because Shirley Jackson. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. Shirley Jackson. The well, the, so I ended up reading the book after, mm-hmm. and I think the adaptation is pretty much spot on. Awesome. Like there's nothing missing, but the the movie was just so good. And he and Crispin was great in it, but he's definitely playing a Crispin basis with him. (laughs) He's definitely playing a Crispin part. It's been interesting to see actors like there are a lot of them now. I think like Keanu and Nick Cage and like a lot of these guys like kind of come into this next stage of their career (laughs) where they're very aware of their presence in the culture and what the culture has decided they are and what they like about them and they play into it, you know? My favorite celebrity who recognized their own place in the culture undoubtedly is Werner Herzog. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. Werner Herzog knows what he... He's in the new Star Wars show, um, which I'm going to fucking steal the shit out of. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to advocate theft. Uh, (laughs) No, but like, yeah, it's that same kind of thing. I think Crispin Glover's aware and he's at a point now where he can be a little choosier. Yeah. He might have to do a, a, a Charlie's Angels to get funding for, you know, what is it too. But uh but yeah he also crushed Charlie's Angels. That latest movie, I, I just really don't know why. I think it just went right to digital. Mm. I think that happens sometimes. I don't know why they would do that, though, with uh, The Legend of Hill House being such a success because I loved that. I feel it was like in the midst of kind of right after that and maybe Um, they already had a plan and they were just like, well, this is what we're doing. I could also see them associating it like, well, they think Hill House TV, so let's make this a streaming release. Right. I could understand making that business decision. Yeah, but it was great, but... um, yeah, so Crispin. I don't yes. even know how we ended up on that We tangent. got there because the kid that plays the River Phoenix kid is the kid that's the star of The Babysitter. Yes. Oh, right. to uh, McGee. And we yes, got to exactly. McGee. McGee. Uh, oh, so in stuff. The Babysitter, that kid that's like the more badass in this movie is like the innocent main character of this movie. He like plays total opposite okay. character in that that's movie. Right. Like I like very his performance. Well. Yeah. And actually, that's the one thing I will say. Summer of 84 is like... Uh, you know, slightly, it's like a solid line drive for me. Sure, I really, yeah. But the performances I thought the were really fantastic good. across the board. Especially, I think the kid's name is Caleb something. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the, I guess the way to describe him is to spoil the movie a little bit. He's a kid that ultimately ends up dying at the end. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, I mean, in the function of an 80s kids horror movie, yeah. he's quote unquote the fat kid. Right, yeah. That's, Which you know, actually, what he Dan and I last night were talking about the death because the That's death. That's so sad. Really it's, bothers me. It's really sad. At the end. Well, I, know, I appreciate that it's so hardcore yeah. and that it doesn't actually try to ethically make it, not ethically, but like try to give us a little, some sort of balancing act to be like, well, you know, he's gone, but things are better now. No. Right. No, not at all. Right. And I appre- I really appreciate that because that's bold. What I don't appreciate about the ending is I just hate when your red herring is your killer. Right. That uh, I so fucking hate that. I, I the first time I saw it, that was a lot of what I thought was like a weakness of the movie. The yeah. ending is like actually really good and effective. It's like f- Rich yeah, Summer. That last is so, reel is hardcore. It's awesome. It fucking kills. It's yeah. Awesome. But as far as a movie that's a mystery, yeah. I am kind of expecting for him not to be the guy because yeah. they spend so much time I convincing agree. me he's the guy. Yeah. So I'm expecting the movie to not make him the guy. And it's one of those situations where all along the way they're setting it up. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's buying all this dirt yep. because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. digging up his well, yard. I'm thinking the burbs. And you're like, yep. oh you my know, God, that I'm was something like, okay, I wrote down. Yeah. Because obviously they must have been influenced by the burbs mm-hmm. because yeah. 
in the beginning, well, the, the kid burbs, says it's rear like, window, it's all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But the burbs, they say in the beginning, it's like that's where the craziest stuff happens <laughs> or the scariest stuff or whatever the mm. kid says. Yeah. Well, it's like you were saying about a uh, uh, blue velvet and uh, yeah. the other yeah, the underbelly, just, just something yeah. under there. Yeah. But yeah, it's like these kind of what seems to be perfect towns are where all the crazy stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I also like the music a the lot. Music's very the music sound is design is yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but to your point about the children, I'm just impressed with the acting. They're very like, good. Because I know that had to be difficult finding kids that could act for kids that are that good that you can also work with for a whole movie and are like, yeah. you know what I mean? And they like carry it. Yeah. I mean, yep, the kids are basically the focus and yep. that's where I see how people think it's like stranger things. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I think they had to have written this before. It's, I Look, think that's, it's a, that's to, an to, obvious but cheap comparison. Yeah, because... To, I, I don't maybe think this it got was made, made because of that. Like, maybe, in a exactly. Sense. Yeah, it got produced because of that. But I don't think this was made with Stranger Things in its head. Well, I think it was made with reverence towards what it's trying to be. It's trying to do a monster it's, squad. It's a dumb it's comparison to because burbs. to compare it to Stranger Things is to ultimately compare it to whatever Stranger Things is paying debt to. Exactly, it's, yeah. It's to compare it to one of my favorite movies, Stand By Me. It's yeah. to compare okay. it to... You know what I mean? It's like yep. it's to compare it to the stuff that that show is obviously in debt to, and not in debt to in like a, ah, they should be... It, they, they're telling us that that's what they're doing. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, like... Well, and also, you have to think, it's like these people are probably around the same age. Yeah, of course. Stra- so it's like, and they're probably the same age around us. Like, they're influenced by the same stuff. Yes, of course, yeah. So we're going to see more of yeah. this. Well, that was um, something that we talked about uh, last night at the movie was one of the things I appreciate about this, and I'd actually like to talk to you about yeah. this because of I read your review on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I loved about it is that those kids were exactly the way I was when yes. I was 15. Yes, And whereas... I hear what you're saying, at least yeah. in your view, and apologize if I mischaracterize. Yeah, go ahead. It. Yeah, um, just the idea, like when they're leering through the window, yes. like that's something that you you don't do that. Yeah, um, I've never <laughs> done that. Right, but the representation of that in the movie is very much when I was a little 15 year old hornball. If I had the means, yeah. I can't say I wouldn't have. Right. Now, of course, it's it's despicable. And so I'm just wondering about that because well, I was very enamored with their interaction with one another and how honest it was to being a 15-year-old boy who's curious and precocious. So this was the trouble I had with it because yeah. I agree, actually, that that was um, very familiar to me. That yeah, was yeah. like a very familiar experience right. that the boys were going through. We got these bodies, man. But we're in them. I, <laughs> you know? But I grew up uh, in the 80s and 90s watching all of the movies that were made in the 70s and 80s yeah, yeah. about teenage boys that were looking at girls through yeah, binoculars. And those are almost like advocating were, it. Yeah. Like the, and those movies made me think that that's what being a boy and growing up as a boy was. Okay. That that was how to enact being yeah, yeah. a boy mm-hmm. and growing up as a boy. I am not necessarily convinced that through the history of time, that's how boys have been acting as yeah, much yeah. as... And uh, by the way, I'm not a big advocate for like, the media is the influence yeah, on yeah, how... Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like I can say from my own experience growing up that... I was a little bit influenced by the way those movies characterize oh, those certainly. things as okay. 
Those, I looked those at movies, American Pie and thought that a lot of that was just like, you know, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys, except But, you know, behavior. he's also filming a naked woman against her will and broadcasting it to the school. Right. <laughs> not okay. Right. And what and I will say is those, like, I, this is not a criticism of those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, like, I, like, I'm, this is not a criticism of those movies. This is a criticism of a movie made in 2018 yeah, that, yeah. in my opinion, we do not need to depict teenage boys that way anymore because I don't think that that, that's not help. If you're going to depict them that way, it is important, in my opinion, to also be kind of sure that it is clear that that's not okay behavior. I think that's where does we that come, dif- come down differently. Because yeah. I think this movie does make that distinction. Okay. I think that this movie works very hard to say, we are aping the style of these old movies without yeah. advocating it, especially to the point of, and now I'm going to forget the neighbor's name. Right. She so, kind of gloms onto the yeah. one kid, and there's more than a well, few moments where she's like, hey, she babysat point. him. Yeah. Yeah. So and they had that connection of like yes. a past relationship, yes. yeah. obviously... She likes the kid in the sense of like a brother. Well, I mean more in terms of she's she sort of scolds them like she does. Like yeah. uh, you guys think this is the way to be, but uh, hate to break it to you, you're children. This is not how <laughs> yeah. men act. Yeah. And I I thought that that was enough of a distinction to clear that at least for me. I don't think what you're saying is invalid. I and I can buy that. I it's part of my review of this movie is that I feel like the first half hour is really rough. Yeah. And once it gets up on its feet, it's a lot more fun and interesting. I agree with that. And I would agree with that. Part yeah. of the roughness of the first half hour is they just never fucking stop talking about coming. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. and it's oh, like the shtick was so good. I actually wrote down a couple lines <laughs> that worked for me. It is to the point that I was like, I I get it. Like I know I know what we're doing. I know <laughs> what I was this movie 15, is. Though, like, I mean, then again, I was a 15 year old kid who thought he was going to be the future of comedy. Right. So like I was. Anything that I could squeeze in yeah. some sort of snark, yeah. and I thought they captured that. They did, but but I do get what you're saying. Like yeah. it is like, but then the question is like, I don't think that this is a movie that is really geared towards an actual 15 year old. It's geared towards I, that's a gr- the three of I, us. I would agree with that too. And yeah. so it's an R rated movie can for us. We can make that separation yeah. even if the movie might fail. That's to. a really good point. Yeah, yeah. but no, I, I don't think it's invalid. But I would like to share with you the two lines <laughs> oh, that I wrote please. down that are so yes. funny. One was when he talked into his walkie talkie when. Something big was going down. He goes, something big is going down. And then the response is, someone's going down on who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, that killed me. And then when they were digging through the trash, yeah. uh, uh, the, the one kid, he's like, I'm not touching that. You know I'm not into that. You can get AIDS from looking through trash. And the kid goes, yeah, well, that's the only way you're getting AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good 15-year-old burn. <laughs> yeah. I was howling. Yeah. But yeah. there was a lot of good stuff <laughs> like that. that. I, yeah. Like, I do feel they capture the time. Yes. Very well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and again, or at the very least, the way that time was always depicted in the movies. You not know? that, you know, as we were talking earlier about the Vast of Night movie yes. being set in the 50s, yes. like, obviously having something set in the 80s a little bit easier, but mm-hmm, still, mm-hmm. it's hard it to make it seem real. Yes. And I felt like they really captured that time, yeah. like, well. Yeah. Oh, with that, and I think now post, excuse me, post Stranger Things, when people are saying, oh, this is just a nostalgia grab. This doesn't actually feel like a nostalgia grab because it's so genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely not. I agree because Stranger Things will put things in there deliberately to be like connecting you yeah. to the past. There's Stranger this is Things just like, font no, is the Stephen This is set King in the font. 80s. Right. I'm not trying to like connect you to it. Oh, it's yeah, just... This is set in the 80s. There were a few moments of like an Evil Dead poster and a, a The Thing poster. You know, the things that annoy people about Stranger Things where it's like, 
obviously these kids were the coolest kids in the world. They liked everything that we all, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, right, it doesn't right. really this dip into that. pretty, really. like, baked into it, though. Like, yeah. they liked the things that they would have liked right, exactly. as characterized. Right, exactly. It does feel yeah. like that. It, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I noticed a really fun thing. At the arcade, there's a Polybius machine. Are you familiar with Polybius? No. Polybius is a legendary, but not maybe not real arcade game. Whoa. Polybius was a game that was... Uh, the story behind it is, and you can go down and, uh, a mile-long wiki hole. Yeah. But Polybius was a machine that apparently, when users would do it, it would give them a physical response. And it was put <laughs> in by the CIA to study what the reactions to these video games were. But nobody has any records of a Polybius machine. Everybody has memories of a Polybius machine. Everybody has memories of men in suits coming in and calibrating a machine that was called Polybius. There's a whole just old wives' Weird. tale associated to it and that is really cool. And there is an out of order Polybius machine at the arcade that they're playing. That's really and I appreciate because that was the thing. Uh, everyone has memories of a time that somebody at least of that era, that somebody came in and did maintenance on a machine. But there was always a machine that nobody played because it was always out. And that sort of attached to the idea of Polybius was designed to study, you know, like MK Ultra on the right, way it right, affects right. people. And people who played Polybius may have disappeared. And the machines disappeared, and all records of it were wiped clean. It's a big conspiracy theory yeah. based around Polybius, yeah. and they had a Polybius uh, arcade cabinet cool. in there, and that, that was, was a really, really nice, fun really tag that I enjoyed. Reference, yeah. But I think that speaks to they were trying to have fun with the era without mm -hmm. necessarily making direct, obvious references yeah. to, you know, uh, uh, just Americana from the mm -hmm. era. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. Polybius. I, so watching it a second time, though, like I liked it a lot more. Yeah, I've only seen and it, it was once. because I wasn't as invested in that mystery aspect, right? When it's like when I know that Rich Summer is is the killer, like I don't now I'm not invested in the is it him? Is it right. not him? Is it? I was able to kind of appreciate this like simmering build up to the ending. Like Rich Summer has all these like really chilling lines that he does not play as chilling that totally mm -hmm. just blew by me the first time <laughs> I watched it. And I'd like to watch it again for that reason because I was really struck by his he, performance. He it's, says it's something really in chilling. the beginning to the kid like, he goes, how old are you? And the kid goes, 15. He goes, uh, if I could preserve that age for you, I would. It's like really chilling when you realize like what is actually going on, you know? And what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so then when it does happen, I was like even more... Like into the end, like the ending, I think is like really effective. Yeah, um, just that's some really itself. well framed and well shot horror. Yes, and at that point when I made peace with the fact that he was bad, because yeah. I'd like to watch it again because the mystery is what I really attached to. Yeah, and then when it turned out that it was just your right. red herring is your guy, I was a little bit underwhelmed. I was too, the but I was completely overcharged by just the visceral. Uh, feeling of that final reel. Well, and then that's, that's what you know. That really where it's at. Losing that kid that is so upsetting to to lose, uh, um, you know, ends up being very effective the second time because to me because it's like this is what this movie's about is this kid who, I mean, like it or not, it's like basically had he not investigated this would have been a victim himself. Yeah, he he was seemed to be next on this guy's list of targets, right? Like yes. he would have been the next victim. But by investigating this and sticking his nose in it and digging and digging and digging, despite every sign to not do that, he instead gets his friend killed and then literally, like, is going to be haunted for the rest of his life by this man. Mm. Like, he he is so much worse off by the end of this movie. I wouldn't say worse off. He's not dead. He's not dead, <laughs> well, but he got his friend killed and will live a haunted existence. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, it's like, 
I would not like living like that. Right. I would not like living like that, but I'd still prefer that over death. But that's just me. Because death, I can't have like like fettuccine Alfredo. (laughs) That exists still. I have that. But I do, I think that's a little bit what they're trying to do with that ending is like, this kid like almost punished himself worse by like sticking his nose in this, which is a very fucked around when he maybe should not have. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to watch it a second time knowing that because I, I am really into Summer's performance. Yeah. And that is a really metal ending. It's like, and so it, And awesome. it's bold that it just yeah. landed yeah. on like, hey, you never know. Yeah. And now I'm going to... And to me, I, I thought it was like thematically resonant to a movie that in our email thread has been coming up a lot. It Follows. Oh, yeah, yeah. What I love about It Follows is I think that everybody misses the boat on what it's about. They think it's about, you know, unprotected sex or... It's about... Responsibility that comes with being an adult. Yes. And when you yeah. do adult things, there is adult responsibilities. And quite literally, the hardest part of being an adult is making peace with the fact that you always have to be looking over your shoulder because now you know the world is dangerous, which yeah. in the window covers that yes. too. Yes. I love that this is where that landed was yeah. this little boy is now to some degree a man in that he understands that he's not safe. Yes. And the goal of life is you have to just push forth yes. nonetheless. Yes. That is the hardest thing to learn as an adult, and this is a movie that is about that. I'd like to watch it again with that in my head as opposed to just a whodunit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that. Uh, to me, like that was the thing that held it back a little bit the first time I watched it, was the whodunit aspect being like, a little bit of like this is a, a you done it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like this is that's like <laughs> not that interesting. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. But I think it's a more interesting movie than the second time. You know, I'd, uh, I'd certainly watch it again. Yeah. I had a really fun time with it. it. Yeah, I think the second time you pick up on more things. Like you mentioned that line when he's like, "Oh, I want to preserve," and it's like because <laughs> yeah. you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yes. The second time around, yeah. so you're like, "Oh, right, yeah. he's gonna put you in the bathtub in yeah. the basement." And he keeps <laughs> inviting him into the house. Like yes! every time he sees him, and he inviting like invites himself him into, the into the house. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was when Although, he called his own that's number. That's very eighties. Yes, yes. Yeah, like yeah. oh, let me come in the house. Oh, why don't you come in the house? Yeah. Like I kind of remember actually when my brother and I were small, and so like just to kind of keep the story brief, my grandparents had a farmers market. Oh, nice. And my brother and I worked there, and it. We used to love to go up the street. There was like a baseball card shop. Mm, My mm -hmm. brother collected baseball cards. And this customer came in and it was really hot. And my brother and I, it was maybe like five blocks, but we were going to walk up there. And my mom, this lady, like overheard this conversation. Like my brother and I are going to walk up there. And this lady's like, I'll drive you. And my mom like let, uh, let this lady drive us. Whoa, yeah. But then like, later told us after the fact like she was like why did i do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean the lady took us and it was fine yeah. nothing happened yeah, 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 yeah. but it was Still, like one yeah. of those situations but yeah. it was like 1989 yeah like yep yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people just i am 100% confident that the cop would have absolutely killed me and i never would have seen it coming if it, i was that yeah. kid 100% right. i'd have been like come on in copper <laughs> We're making but food. But I feel yeah. like back then people would just invite themselves mm-hmm. in or you'd go in their house. I remember and like, going around doing school fundraisers and going oh, right oh, into yeah. people's houses to talk to well, them about the fucking hoagies I'm selling them or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Someone mentioned in the, in the movie, of uh, they're like, how do we get in? And the guy's like, they don't lock their doors around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, that's the culture. Yeah. We, don't, we don't lock yeah. our doors. Uh, 
I, I also I remember the first time I watched it. Uh, me and Tori were watching it, and we were like really enjoying it. And we, again, the mystery aspect is fun the first time around, where you're like trying sure. to figure out if it's him or not. And we're going back and forth on whether it's him or not. And then it gets to that scene where he sits in a lawn chair and just watches the children play I've got while popsicles. he hands them popsicles. Oh, that's and literally, weird. as soon as that scene started, I was like, yeah, he did it. He's the guy. He definitely fucking The first time kids. I watched <laughs> it, though, I was just charmed. I was like, what a nice guy. He's just got popsicles for the neighborhood kids because he knows they play in his yard and he doesn't yeah. mind. And now Dude. I'm just like, fucking creep. <laughs> as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, no, he did it. It's him. It's, it's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I. I do need to watch it again, and yeah. and, and I'm I'm happy to do it. it. It's it. I found it more enjoyable the second time around. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's good. And it, you know what I really like about it is coming from these Turbo Kid guys. It is a very stylish movie. Yes. But is so subdued in its style comparatively to what they had done before. It, it feels like a much more mature movie to me. Um, I definitely in a lot agree of ways because Turbo Kid, and I, I mean, it's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, me too. But I feel like the first. Part of it is so good. Yes, yeah. But then towards the end, it kind of fell apart. As they get a little more Mad Maxy and just trying to be like yeah. really but crazy, you know, like yes, it's less. But to your point, the summer of '84, it's like they grew up a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I respect about it because I'm like, wow, they did this. Mm-hmm. Like they made this, and there's not really anybody in it. Yeah. And they made a movie. You almost get the sense that Turbo Kid feels safer because you can sell the flesh. Whereas summer of 84, there's really not something I could cut together and be like, but it pops, but it pops. Right, right. And so that, that takes an intense amount of uh, restraint and maturity as a filmmaker. Well, they probably were more going on like, Oh, people knew turbo kid. Cause yeah, I'm yeah, imagining yeah. it played at like a fantastic. Oh fest yeah. Or I think something it did. Like well, I mean, like, turbo kid had to be heightened because yeah. even if the movie falls apart at the end, like you're saying that style uh, puts asses in seats. Well, you still talk so, about it. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, summer of '84, like, there's not a lot. Uh, not that it's not stylish. It's actually quite stylish, mm-hmm. but it's certainly not as gaudy about it. Yeah, yeah. as as I understand Turbo Kid to be, I've yes. not seen it. Yeah, 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 that is that is accurate. Yeah, I think Turbo Kid was like like a midnight movie the year it came out. It was like hitting oh, festivals. That and, seems yeah. definitely yeah. accurate. Yeah, like I would put it in that category. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of. The midnight movies because I didn't see it, but Ben watched The Color Out of Space. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I want to yeah, see yeah. that so I'm bad just because it's it. Richard Stanley. Yeah, well, it's funny because again, I didn't see it, but he talked to me afterwards and said about how you know it's kind of this cult mm-hmm. type flick, yeah. But he personally was like, I'm kind of sick of it, yeah, like, yeah, 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 because it's like Nick Cage again, yeah, yeah, yeah. screaming around yeah. and all of this. I'd but watch him do that a screaming times. around. Yeah. That's the title of Nick screaming Cage's biography by Nick Cage. <laughs> screaming around a life as the Coppola who wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But at the same point, I know there's a huge following for that. Like I know yeah. people are into Nick Cage and they like that. But yeah, it was something. Like I definitely want to see that movie, but it was I know it's gonna yeah. I'm gonna be able to watch it oh, later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That'll be on Shutter yesterday. You guys but, want to uh what do you think? Are we done on Summer of eighty four? We got more Summer of eighty four or we want to move on um, to some slasher talk? We can what do slasher talk. Say about summer gonna, of eighty four. Uh, we can we can do a pause. We'll we'll pause briefly. Yeah. Well, you know what I'll say about Summer of eighty four is that I think it's the kind of movie figure it out <laughs> it's the kind of movie that i feel like i watched it in the best circumstance which was just like sitting on my couch 
half watching it, getting stoned, but then being absorbed by it. Yes. And I think that's super cool because growing up, that's kind of how I saw every movie. Yep. It was on TV. It was the TV cut. Yep. And there was nothing to do, and I was just dicking around. And then suddenly, wouldn't you know it, I've seen all of the Star Wars. You know, like, <laughs> and that's just that's literally how that happened. And yeah. I think I saw Empire like 10 times before I saw the first one just because that was what was on TV. This is and how this I captured saw. that vibe. And I totally watched it on a sleepy Sunday afternoon yeah. or whatever day it was, just half stone, chilling, doing my thing. And then was like, oh, this is a really fun, cool time. I remember seeing Eddie Murphy's Golden Child that way. Oh, my God. I believe that played on the WB11 or whatever oh, yeah. it was. Well, that was the Golden Sunday Child ever. channel at the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, I, this is how I discovered Pump Up the Volume, which you know I talk about often. I want to watch that. I forgot that you mentioned that. S- saw good. that on the WB11 one afternoon, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. What else did I? I'm trying to remember other movies I saw. This is how I saw Tremors, way. and Tremors oh, yeah, is me too. the finest thing that film has ever produced. Uh-huh. And that's how I saw Tremors. Honestly, that's probably how I saw Ghostbusters 2. Definitely how uh, I saw Ghostbusters 2. Definitely how too. I saw Ghostbusters 2. That's how I saw Weird Science. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw yeah, Comedy literally Central, anything. Like Probably most of the comedy movies I grew up with were whatever oh, yeah. comedy, comedy Central, Central was, was running. The Better Off Dead Network yes. for the longest time. And then yep. it was the One Crazy Summer Network <laughs> yeah. for the longest time, yep. which One Crazy Summer. I'm gonna give a thumbs up to that movie. I love the uh, when he tells that when Bobcat tells the story about that guy who's such a dork, and they're like, "Was that you?" And he's like, "No, I always just said, why are you being such a dork?" <laughs> like he just, you know, whatever. Bobcat. Yeah, he Bobcatted his he way Bobcatted. through it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it is Friday the thirteenth. It is Friday the thirteenth. When you're listening to it, it is Sunday the fifteenth, uh, or later than that. Correct. Right now, but. This is the first time, like every year, we all go front of the 13th. We tweet a gif of Jason or yep. whatever. Love That's it. been going on Love for, it. but now everybody's doing that. I know. In a lot of ways, it's the worst time to be alive. <laughs> but in a lot of ways, and like I said earlier about our cynical nature, it's the best time to be alive. Yes. Because I didn't expect that the good art coming out of our situation would be in the form of horror. Yes. And I could not be more happy that it is. Uh-huh. And, uh, but I think growing up, to do a segue here, yeah, do when it. I thought of horror, it was limited. And I think part of the reason why horror was deemed a lesser genre by normies yes is that it was defined by slashers yes and slashers range from scream where they're classy to uh a tourist trap where they're (laughs) a little bit sloppier Uh meant to be like that you know and i think it's cool that now we are like you've always said now we can sort of had this idea of I'm going to have a complicated relationship with this and that's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. That's a great way to look back at slashers. I will I'll tell you I have fucking fallen in love with slasher movies. You didn't even like horror last, movies when we started this show and, and now you're a fucking junkie. Yeah, I know and now I'm like uh, pretty expressly So wait, you didn't like horror? When really? I grew when I was growing up I was like not into horror. I was like very afraid of it. I was like a real scaredy cat. But that's like all I know you for. Uh, I yes, feel yeah, because no, this you is, just know about so much horror. Th- I think is, that arc though is common because I was into horror much earlier than you. Yeah. But the reason that okay. I loved it is because when I was younger, I was fucking terrified. Yeah. I was really scared. It, that's, and that's I, what happened. I saw some horror growing up. Like The Shining has always been one of my favorite movies. Like that's I saw yeah. some stuff growing up that like I really appreciated. But I had this idea that horror was either disgusting, like like it was. I either was never going to be able to watch it because it was too gross for me. Okay. Or it was like cheap and stupid. Yeah, that like that like The Shining and The Exorcist. These are like classy, interesting movies, and the rest of it is this cheap, stupid shit that's like just trying to gross me out. 
and I'm not going to like. I just like had this idea that I would not like it. I would be grossed out by it. I think that was the general consensus, though, that these were classless movies. Yeah. They were titty movies. They were just like violent for the sake of exploitation. Yeah. And what is the point of engaging with it was the question. Yeah. And now that, you know, to to use a term that I think is stupid, but now that elevated horror has entered the mainstream, people are starting to extend courtesy back to these movies that are an issue. They are problematic, but they all are also part of the fabric of why we love horror. Yeah. And I think slashers are probably the anchor of that. Well, and so what happened to me was like I basically when I got to college, I got Netflix when Netflix was a a disc service. Yeah. And I was like, that was when I really started getting heavy into movies. Like I was really into movies growing up, but I really didn't stray that far from like just like whatever I owned or like I took like a film class in high school. That was like really when I first started to stretch my legs. So like end of high school, beginning of college was when I really started to kind of investigate more movies. And I just started wanting to see things that I had heard people talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just, for some reason, The Thing was a movie that I had heard a lot of people talk about and I decided I wanted to see. And I rented The Thing. I watched The Thing. The Thing like blew my mind. I like really, really loved that movie. And from then on, I just like, I dove into just like, okay, this is, like, really weird and strange, and, like, I need to find more movies like this. And I just... That snowballed over the years into just, like, a full-blown, like, love of horror. And then... Well, I think with Movie Movie, too, uh, of all the genres, like... I don't know if you've listened enough to the show to hear us define a movie movie. And a movie movie being something that, you know, like I said earlier, is almost defined by its limitations, is forced to use all of the aspects of the medium because they don't have extended resources beyond that. And so, like, John Carpenter's great at making movie movies because I don't have the money to create this, you know, crazy creature here, but I can whip this camera around like a motherfucker. Yeah. And so horror really lends itself to being a movie movie because, fuck, Friday the 13th, that was made by a porno producer and a porno director that said, what's another thing we can do to titillate people? And ended up riffing off of Halloween and creating an iconic slasher by accident. Yeah. And it was designed to exploit. But you can't exploit without using the tools of a movie movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, And yeah. now, look at you. I mean, you have a murder house. Uh, now I live in a murder <laughs> house. Like, his house is all tile. <laughs> which I just want to remark, because I was in the bathroom. It looks like The Shining, right? Yes! <laughs> but also, there was a house that... Ben and I had looked out where the bathroom was full tile. Yeah. And we couldn't afford this house, but I loved it. Yeah. And it was but it was like the jade green. Oh yes, Ooh. yes. So it was actually the shining bathroom yes. house that I grew and up in. And on the shower door was an etched mermaid. Ooh, yeah. And Holy I really shit. wanted this house, yeah. but it was out of our price range. But your bathroom is freaking a murder bathroom. I know. It's the even got house. a sunroof that you could hang someone from yes. to kill them. Absolutely, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's crazy. No, or now I'm escape it. from, right? You love horror. I do. Like this house, you could murder people. We could. We could murder people. <laughs> we could murder people. When my parents moved into the house that I mostly grew up in, the it was built in the late 60s, and the upstairs bathroom was just pink and green tile. Okay. <laughs> it was... I, it, it grosses me out to think about, but like it also is like that's yeah. badass. That's yeah, our bathroom. I would love that. Our bathroom also has those gross neon light mirrors or uh, 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 light. The light fixtures are like the what well, do you call see, those? I oh, don't like think fluorescent. They fluorescent, just remind me of saying. a grandma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, you need a dish of Werther's Originals. Oh, this true. This house is incomplete without <laughs> yes, them. You're right. Definitely need <laughs> Gotta that. Gotta get yeah. some of those. And honestly, they're like, grandmas yeah. are serious. Those, that's like a great candy. Yeah. And you have this window. Yes. That you could put like a Mother Bates in. Ooh, that's a good idea. This house it's is amazing. great. It's amazing. It's this pretty is good. really great. It's pretty cool. It's, yeah. You guys cannot move from <laughs> Okay. We won't then. Can you buy it from, <laughs> out, uh, from under your landlord? That's, uh, I would at least, I would fix a lot of things. So like, <laughs> if I could buy it, I would fix it up and do it. Yeah. <laughs> so a question I'll throw out there for slashers, yeah. because I know where I stand on this, and it was a decision that it took me a long time to make. Yes. But I think we're all in agreement that the classy slashers the classy slashers are Halloween and Black Christmas. That's where I okay. stand. You gotta pick one. What do you pick? I am actually a Black Christmas guy. I, God, I hate to say that I kind of think I am too. I don't think you need to hate to say that. I, I mean, Halloween's second place well, by a slice. for me, it's definitely Halloween. Yeah. Right on. I, I feel that way because I guess your point about being young. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw Halloween. I saw it pretty young, too. And it scarred me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wasn't young enough for it to scar me, but I saw it pretty young. Well, Do you remember what moment was the one that stuck with you? I Mine don't. Mine was, uh, what's his name, getting the knife and stuck through him to the wall. That fucked me up as a child. it's more when, like, she's trying to get in the house. Yeah. And the door is not opening. Mm. And then, like, he's outside. And, like, so basically, I think I watched this when I was in, like, second grade. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And That's my father, um, like, I don't know. Like, when we were growing up, there was never really any filter. No restrictions on no. content and or I anything? No. And I kind of think it's because my parents, so, like, they didn't have me till they were 30. Yeah. So when I was, like, eight, my dad was approaching 40 yeah. and like, I just don't know if they really thought about <laughs> yeah. things because they were already married for a long time yeah. before See, they I had the same thing. My parents were the same age. My dad had me, I think when he was 32, my mom was 34. Oh wow. And, okay. But they were very strict about what was growing up, which is oh. why I became a junkie. Cause I had to sneak movies, yeah. but <laughs> Halloween no. and Goodfellas were the two big, Hey, this is important. Don't tell your mother, but we're watching this. Those were like well, the two big ones. They didn't really filter much. So like we watched that. It w I think it had been like on TV at the time. I think there was like a TV cut that, f that floated yeah. around oh, yeah. a lot in the, in the and 80s. And I think the first one I watched was terrified me. And I still remember like one time like trick-or-treat night like a michael came to the house and me and my Ooh. brother were like shut the door <laughs> do not give him anything and my mom's like no what if it was it's just fine. poor ben tramer <laughs> but my mom gave him candy we were both like really mad um that's so funny but that movie really scarred me yeah. and like honestly i still the music everything yeah. about it just still scares me i love that movie it's so good yeah and I mean, out of the series, it's like that's the only one that still gets me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the other ones, because the first one sort of set off the wave of imitators like Jason Oh, Voorhees. yeah. And so the second one existed after those popped into a, right. you know, effect. So you have, and and uh, John Carpenter admits that when he and Deborah Hill wrote the second one, he was on a uh, drink a six pack, sit down to write, drink a six pack. <laughs> so like that's a that's a movie that was made in the eighties, mm -hmm. uh, like very much in the eighties. But yeah, it, those you know, it's like if you watch The Simpsons now, it's in, influenced by Family Guy. Yeah, and Family Guy doesn't exist without The Simpsons, and it's the same deal. Halloween Two is very post Jason. 
Yeah. But Jason is post Halloween. Yes. And it's all in like a three year span. It's crazy. I guess, right. They didn't really want to make that like a sequel thing. It just kind of happened. Yeah. And then the third one was supposed to be like, well, we're doing a new thing. The third one is so cool. Carpenter's big thing was like, uh, he never wanted to make a sequel. He figured you just make it an anthology. It's just, it's called Halloween. And every Halloween, Halloween. it's a new Halloween story. I can't be alone in thinking that's how. uh, Now, I am down for this new Halloween trilogy that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, me too. Totally in. No complaints. Yep. They should have done an anthology. Yeah, yeah. Why did that last one? They could have ended it, Chef's yep. Kiss, and then the next one be a something new thing. else. Yeah, that would be so cool. And I think we're on board for that now. Yeah. Post Jordan Peele, post Twilight Zone reboot, post Creep Show coming out. There's no reason why anthology won't work. Yeah. VHS, ABC's of Death, everything. It's so. V- I but love. But now, the are you guys excited about the new Black Christmas? Oh, I totally. really want to be, but that trailer was very disappointing. Oh, I, I haven't didn't watched watch it. The trailer. I'm in. Okay, but don't I watch do, it because okay. I now know everything about that movie. I pretty much. I feel like I know how it's going to end. Oh, I'm not watching it. It, it is yeah, an extremely spoiler-heavy trailer, and depicts a movie that appears to simply have Black Christmas as the name, the which is, is fine. Though, I just, you know, I... Because, okay, I love April Wolf. I know. That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. And I know she's, she's a big fan of She's very much tied into it, so I feel like and there's going to be a reverence. And she reads movie chimes. What? Yeah. That means she read your haiku. She probably did. And so, I know that she is, like, a huge Black Christmas fan. So, so like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm hoping that this I, is just, like, bad advertising campaign. You know what I mean? Well, it's Blumhouse. Yeah. Right? It yeah. also might be a misleading advertising campaign. Be. Because a lot... I think a lot of people are aware of the spoiler-heavy nature of trailers as... You know, which but is partially because the trailers and because of our definitions of it. But people are aware of it and have gone the other way. That's yeah. been a trend, though. Yeah, like, that's of right. them oh, yeah. spoiling things. Because, like, I remember I still haven't seen, oh, the movie that came out about the person that gets married and they do the whole, like... Game. Oh, ready or not? Mm-hmm. Ready or you not. are going to love that okay. fucking movie. Go see that movie. I, w- I kind of want to <laughs> see it, fun. but I will tell you the trailer. I was just like, Jesus. Are and that you was when I got away with not seeing the trailer. Everything. I, and so I got to have fun with and that I movie. Saw it I will say that I've times. seen some of that trailer, and you're, you're all right. Okay. It, you know, because I saw some the things, trailer, it kept playing before yeah. things, and it was like, I'm just going to wait for this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. It, it was like, sh- I just felt it was showing you everything. I it's like, why even watch this? I excited for Black Christmas and, and pretty much on the April Wolf of it all more than the Black Christmas of yeah, it all. Yeah. And then Sophia Tikal, have you watched her other film? No. Which one? Shining. No. You got to watch Shining. Okay. So that's her other movie. Shining? It's on oscilloscope. Okay. Um, but it's about actors. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And it's a horror. Yeah. Um, but that was, I think, her first feature. Okay. Cool. And now she's doing I'm this. Yeah. And what's really it's just interesting, called Shining. I believe so. I don't have my phone so right I, here. I'm not finding. It. It's only bringing up the Shining. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you look up Sophia to call. Spell to call. And is it Sophia with an F or a PH? I think it's an F, and then her last name T A K A L. Um, but she made that film, which was about actors, basically kind of in... Oh, it's a PH. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you found her? Always Shine. Always Shine. Oh, she's sorry. in VHS. Oh. Yes. So Man. she was an actor, I think, as well. Cool. Yeah. But she did an episode on... 
April Wolf's podcast. Okay. And yep. I think that's kind of how they connected. Oh, awesome. Um, because they talked about Body Double. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've never seen that. Oh, that's a crazy movie. Yo. Yeah. Yo. That is a crazy cool. De Palma. All right. Yeah. yeah. I'm in. Um, but yeah. And so I'm excited, but it's a shame to hear about the it's trailer. Just, yeah. I, w- I just wish I hadn't watched it because I am very excited. I like the idea of a new Black Christmas movie. And I even like the idea of remakes that are li- like, I liked the new Child's Play, which is very different from Man. Child's Play. The it's, new Child's Play is a pretty strong contender for my end of year list. I think it's really fun. I think about it so yeah. much. I really think about it a lot, and it's like it is what it is. But I, and I am dyed in the wool Chucky fan. Yeah, I think they did. I a like gr- that they did Chuck. something great. I, with I thought that. it was yeah. fun. I re- did you see it? I did. Yeah, not I into it. I didn't like it. I thought it was fun. Fair yeah. enough. But I'm not like completely against it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah. just like I love old school Chucky. Yeah, and I love. I think All they of did the a good job of under, like not undercutting that by creating a new Chucky. I think I went into it with a bad attitude. I'll be honest. Because <laughs> I was like... I love Mancini yeah. and I love all of the people that were involved with the old yeah, Chucky's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I love in the last one where it was like, um, Oh, Brad Durf's daughter yep, like takes yep. over the voice. And she was awesome in both of her Chucky movies. Yeah. And it's just like, I like kind of that. There's this family yeah. thing. Oh, going yeah. On. Yeah. See, I so just see like this. Now we got more one. Chucky. I know. More of a new Chucky, like keep it because it doesn't just, step on the toes of that Chucky at all. But but then a lot of them were speaking out against the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Jennifer Tilly yeah. was like, "This is not our Chucky." Like they were just not. I feel for bad it. for them, but I, but I also you know I I guess like not to be too supportive of the business of things, but I get the business side of it too. It's like they don't unfortunately don't own that property, and so someone's going to make I mean, this fucking be Chucky real. movie Was the next official Child's Play movie going to hit the theaters? Right, yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. Um, the last two went straight to streaming well, and all I that. Well, I think that and so was There's sad. room for both. I yeah. think that was sad because I actually very much liked both uh, Curse and whatever the whatever the last two cult. were. I, cult. cult. Yeah. I very much enjoyed cult both of them hilarious. for what it's worth. Cult. Oh, yeah. Cult is really weird. But I'm just, hey, there's more Chucky in this yeah. world. I'm in. Bring it. Well, and my point about that was just like... Uh, it, it this Black Christmas appears to be more like this child's play where it okay shares a premise that it seems to do a lot of things with that the original movie did not. Okay. I, I would say okay. if that makes sense. Yep, that um, makes sense. Uh, and so, we'll uh, so I'm interested. I'm excited. Like I, w- I actually would prefer remakes do that, where they kind of like go out of their way to try and tell some kind of. New mm-hmm. story, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, we'll see what it is. Yeah. I mean, um, there's no yeah. recreating Charles Lee Ray, yeah. so I really yeah. like the way that it's they It's just interesting, it. like trailers that you constantly see, and then some you're just like, like this Black Christmas. I mean, I know it dropped, I yep. know it's out there, but I was not really bombarded with it, and that's how I felt about Waves. Like, I. New Waves was coming out, but I had not seen anything well, about it. I don't even think the trailer dropped until you were at TIFF. I'm pretty that is sure. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. only heard of the trailer recently and yeah. I've opted just not to watch it. I'm yeah. happy going in knowing nothing. Yeah. Um, I think they kind of decided to drop the trailer as people were seeing the movie so okay. that it was like, as people are talking about this great movie they just saw, you can see the trailer and get excited. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they, that makes sense. I think that was the strategy of it. I, I assume, uh-huh. 
Can I say something about summer of 84 that I completely forgot Please. that I would like to invoke? Um, <laughs> sure. I went to Mahoning recently yeah. and they showed Cutting Class. What's that? And Cutting Class, it actually has a very young Brad Pitt in it. <laughs> uh, the reason that they showed Cutting Class was because, uh, now I'm going to forget her name, but she was in Popcorn. She was in the know. original Stepfather. She was at Mahoning that night. The oh, actress says, cool. Jill Show something. We'll look it up. Credit where it's due. And I'm um, sorry, which Mahoning did you go to? Which weekend? The Camp Blood? Camp Blood, yeah. Okay. And so we did, yeah, Camp Blood. And so they were they were going to show the stepfather, and then that disaster happened where they got the <laughs> right. wrong cut. And so they just bumped everything up. But because she might not have been there all night, the last movie was Jason Goes to Hell. And they just, well, it wasn't supposed to be last. <laughs> they bumped that last so that we could get popcorn, fucking aces. And, I hear popcorn uh, is great. Popcorn's great. One of the best villain performances I've ever seen. Awesome. And a great whodunit. And then Cutting Class, which shares with Summer of 84 that, spoiler alert, your red herring is your guy. Okay, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and that was the thing about Cutting Class was midway through, I'm like, it's just going to be who they think it is. Yeah. What the fuck? And Summer of 84 is much better than Cutting Class. Cutting <laughs> okay. Class is not <laughs> great. But... <laughs> It's an amazing uh, antique of a time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brad Pitt's like 19. He's Yeah, yeah. And, and the whole time you're watching, you're like, I get why people hated him when he was young, yeah. but I see that superstar. He's right there. <laughs> he's going to be Astro Dad one day. <laughs> oh, and, my uh, God. <laughs> he's going to be Astro Dad and uh, what, what was his name? Cliff? Cliff. <laughs> Cliff Booth. Booth. Cliff yeah. Booth. But it was the same kind of thing where Astro the Dad. for <laughs> cutting class... It just felt lazy, yeah. whereas for Summer of 84, I'm willing to say that the specifically not doing a subversion becomes a subversion by design. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole time I'm going, it can't be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's not how these work. It is. Yeah. And I, I will absolutely give credit for that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that popped in my head. It's kind of interesting. So let's talk slashers because I like it, I have realized basically in my journey through horror over the last few years I've gotten really into exploitation I've gotten really <laughs> into monster movies and I've gotten really into slasher movies like slasher okay. movies are really where it's at for me the I way really you like frame that movies. though when you say you really love monster movies yeah. yeah that's why I think despite none of the movies being great Jason is always my favorite slasher because Jason is yes. functionally a monster yes. in that way. He works as a monster. I think the great slashers that are maybe not high quality but enduring, like Freddy and all them, it's because they become the monster. The reason, like M Michael Myers, and the reason, like Ghostface, the reason these characters, I find Halloween and Scream genuinely pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. And it's because they are not monsters. I don't root for Ghostface well, the same way I don't root for Michael Myers. Yeah. I root for Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to explode <laughs> yeah. some heads. Right, yeah. yeah. But my, my greater point is more just like, they're not monsters. They're fucking evil, crazy dudes yeah, that yeah. are murdering people. Jason and Freddy and Chucky are monsters. Yeah, You know what that's I mean? True. Like They are monsters that are killing people. Chucky is arguably an evil, crazy dude. But Chucky's well, still the protagonist from four on. Yeah. But yeah, and Chucky and also earlier. has a lot of dark magic. Yes, yes. Very true, 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 very true. I mean, there's a lot of seances yes, and things. Yeah. But like Jason, have you guys watched the documentary? I've oh, watched some of I it. I love yeah, that. Crystal yeah, Lake Crystal Lake Memories. Lake Memories. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. That's a great put on it's while awesome. you're falling asleep yeah. movie because it's 46 hours long. Tori and, and I put you it can on just kind of go packing. through it. Dude, and we actually, were packing a move. We just had it on the background. That's even better is Never Sleep Again. And even oh, though yeah. I'm a Jason guy, oh, but the that. that one I believe it's on Shutter. If not, it's on Netflix. It's the All same right. same filmmakers, same exact format, but it's Nightmare on Elm Street. And Whoa. as much as I prefer okay. Jason, Nightmare on Elm Street, that one I found myself actively watching more. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing that we always talk about with I'm like, a, I love Jason. I really like the Friday the 13th movies. But Me like I, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, movie for movie, way better movie series. The Friday the 13th movies are almost exclusively bad movies that well, I just really right, enjoy. I'll correct Friday that. Friday the 13th, though, I feel are all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like each one is different, and that's what I enjoyed about watching the documentary was you learned all this backstory, R- right? Yes, why they end up the, the way they do, yeah, and like why they ended up like that, yeah. Because it seemed like there was a lot of infighting, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they were well, making even it. now. There, we haven't. It's been over ten years now since we've had a proper Jason movie, well, they and it's because it. there's just. Nobody yeah. has the ownership. Yeah. I've been playing the Friday the Thirteenth video game like crazy. It's not great, but I still fucking oh love God, it. God, that game scares me. It's so <laughs> Wait, much the fun. New one yeah. or the old? The new, well, it's on Switch. No, I'm talking about the Nintendo. One. Oh yeah, you can actually play as no, Jason, I'm not purple and blue. That. It's scary. Yeah, that well, this music. Is, but you can be Jason in this. Oh. I ripped Tommy Jarvis's throat out last night. It was amazing. <laughs> and after I did, Pamela Voorhees was just like, that's right, Jason, kill them. They're evil. And I'm like so maniacally like, laughing. I don't even remember now. I guess it was like two, three years ago when I did the Jason party. Oh, yeah. We marathon the Jasons. After watching that, I freaking wanted a Tommy Jarvis coat. Yeah, Tommy Jarvis. Tommy like, Jarvis is an awesome character. Like the He's like a three movie arc. Boom, with in the and out. Fleece. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden it was like right after I wanted it, everybody had one. Of yeah, course. Yeah. And of then course. it was like a million dollars, and I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> but that is like he, Tommy Jarvis was like the best coats. Oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta. You're Tommy Jarvis. But yeah, when Ben and I were watching all of the movies, because we were like trying to like pick out certain clothes mm. from each one that like mm. people could possibly dress up as. <laughs> Rosalie, you're so neat. You come up with all these creative things. I know, but I don't. I don't I sleep. <laughs> but I don't sleep. We're but gonna make you a Tommy Jarvis coat bed, and you're well, gonna get a good night's sleep. I will Rosalie. get a, a. I will get a Tommy Jarvis coat, but like. Jason had, there are so many great costumes. Oh, yeah. But what also amazed me when I was watching the Jasons consecutively was the mask. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow, it doesn't even make an appearance. To the third fucking movie. He's like the most iconic character in horror history. And he doesn't even become that character until the third fucking movie. And then crazy. The fifth movie, they changed the mask. And you're like, lame. And then it's not Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. But I have a freaking cookie cutter of that mask. And I was like, it doesn't even show up till the third movie. It's crazy. He's got a fucking oat bag on his head when he's doing his... And like the way he gets it is like the dumbest thing. You know what I mean? It's like even the way... happens oh they chose the iconography first and then retrofit it but what i was going to say is i i think what you said is accurate but i'm going to correct the uh the phrasing in that i think movie for movie nightmare on elm street is probably better yeah yeah but as a franchise ain't nobody touching oh yeah yeah yeah. i love nobody touching it they're all kind of bad movies but i just really enjoy them that whole thing rolls jason is just 
part of and my they went DNA. To space. Yes, and which I love. That's actually my favorite space. one. Uh, I like really. I love that movie. I oh, love that movie so, so yours much. is X. Mine is six. Jason yeah. lives. Do you have a favorite? I would say probably three. Three. Yeah. I like three. I like three a lot. Like you mean three D? I do that like great it. yo-yo shot down at the camera. Well, That's so one of the things I love about it is I, you can kind of only see it in two D now, and so there's yeah. all these useless well, shots. I was gonna people. say the I bat. like though I that they really thought out like we're gonna shoot this three D yeah. and we're gonna make it legit. Yeah. I wish so. The one I wish was better was probably Manhattan. Yes, I, I agree. Which, I, which like I actually, I'm a defender of Manhattan. I like that, but I agree that but it is not what it should have been in yeah. Manhattan, yes. like the entire yes. effing time. Yes. It's like on the one hand, he should have been in Manhattan before the final reel. On the other hand, he punches a dude's head off, <laughs> yeah. and he kicks a boombox, and he kicks yeah. a boom. He shoves a, believe he shoves a, a guitar down a, a woman's throat. Guys, yeah, back on the first hand. That's only disappointing because the movie's called Jason Takes Manhattan. Exactly. Yeah, that's if true. If the movie was called Jason Takes the Love Boat, we yeah. would love that movie. That's no, true. you're right. That first half is actually, actually entertainingly stupid. Having grown ben up on Muppets this, Take Manhattan, like, they said, get there pretty quick. Yeah. If it was yeah. called like Jason Takes a Cruise. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like actually a pretty fun, Jason enjoyable... Jason on the High Seas. Yes. Yes. You would love or it. Or Jason yes. Voorhees, like Trouble this. in Jamaica. <laughs> I'm totally into it. But it's because they say the yes. Manhattan that yes. you get very fixated on. He needs to be yes. in the city. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't Doing really s- take Manhattan. He hangs out in New- Manhattan he, and goes to the sewers. He murders a girl with her own electric guitar that she <laughs> brought on the cruise ship yeah. so she could solo Where when and wherever she wants. Is Eric Christopher Myers when we need him? <laughs> yeah. Because that dude's encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of the ins and outs of Jason. Yeah. Uh, so I'll posit this. This was a. I think the Saw series is a very mixed bag, but I do love them because one of the uh, one of the rules of the Saw series is that they actually don't ever give you enough information to solve the crime. Right. Okay. They they pull the rug out from under you, and then you find out that this tumbling house of cards was one that was taped together. Right. There's there's no they don't actually play fair, right. and I love that about it. But I think that the Saw movies. In using Jigsaw, and it, it's funny because he's dead by the second one, right. but there's, <laughs> I think, eight more or something, yes. and there's another one with Chris Rock coming out, sold. Yep. Um, I think it was only after the fact that they decided, wait a minute, he could be in the slasher canon, mm-hmm. be it Jason, mm-hmm. be it mm-hmm. Michael Myers and all that. But I think that Saw, good or bad, I've always had a soft spot for them because of Jason. Right. Because Saw has the exact same thing, where it is, he's dead, he's back, there's a 3D entry, there's, none of them are actually really consistent with one another, so much as they're just consistent to this general set of ideas we have about it. And so even though Saw is, mo- I would say most of the entries are actually objectively bad, but mm-hmm. some of them are really good, um, I think I could probably say that about Jason, too. Yeah, yeah. And so Jason has caused me to retroactively love Saw probably more than what it's worth because I embrace it as that is sort of our Jason, at least when I was of high school age. I actually just bought a Saw box set because it was like 10 bucks. Oh, right on. It's like all of them, and I've only seen like the first two, so I was like, I could watch the series. Four, five, and six are rough, but Jigsaw rules. Yeah, I like the first one. In the theater, I yeah. saw it, and then I was kind of done with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into torture porn, really. I'm afraid I'm not really going to like them that much. I'm going to put the first two Hostel movies in front of you. I, I, especially, <laughs> well, especially nowadays with the second one, the way that we're 
discussing gender politics yeah. in horror movies, specifically slashers, is something that Host- Hostile Part 2 specifically is contending with and is ahead of its time because of it. Yeah. Um, those movies are dismissed as torture porn, but they're smarter than you think. Yeah. I, we will get you... Saw torture porn. Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah. Saw 2 through the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One is a cop drama that ends yes. up finding a horror angle. Yeah. But uh, we're going to do a Hostile super series once okay it's going to happen and you're gonna love them i'm into it i'm into it so one of the things i I will fight for those movies forever (laughs) i don't i don't want this conversation to go on forever but let's talk a little bit about because i made like a quick little list of them i I I tweeted about like some some you were asking people yes i was asked missed this and i wish i saw it well i was asking people for like slasher movies that they thought were like undersung you know like ones that like people don't talk about enough terror train Cool. Popcorn. Cool. Um, and actually, to tell you the truth, I don't even want to step on your toes, but I know we'll get there. Because of you, I watched The Burning, and oh. that movie is fucking gnarly. The, I love that. The Burning is awesome. The Burning it? rules. And it's a good movie, and it's doubly interesting because the Weinsteins wrote it. Yes. And so all of the weird 80s politics of it yeah. end up taking a new flavor yes. now in hindsight. It's like a very lascivious movie. But it's got Fisher Stevens when Dude. he's like 19, yep. uh, Jason Alexander when he's not bald, yep. uh, uh, was it Holly Hunter, yep. who long before she was my wife it's like it's it's yeah. it's a legit so cast. Good. it's it's a jason movie that despite the fact the weinsteins wrote it which is a horrible thing to think about now is like a jason movie with a real script oh, it, wow. it's like a jason movie that actually has like a good core idea and yeah. like a pretty good cast and well, it's through, it's really good through my like when we were going to talk about this like i looked up i'm like how do they even define a slasher and mm. it's really just like body count <laughs> yeah yeah and then like and then I was talking about it with Ben, and he's like, well, usually it's like a male. Yep, yes. yeah. A white male yep. who's like killing teens mm-hmm. or women. Yep. Um, There's a weird morality play attached to them that's yes. so dated now that we mock of like cocky sure. jock dies, the slut dies, the virgin lives. You know, like it's, yep. it's this weird like. Which I guess is what Scream was. Scream like, is literally about. Scream yeah. is like trying to dissect the morality play that yeah, yeah. slashers had become. But yeah. when researching it, the final girls came up and I actually have not seen that, but I added it to my it list. Is it's fantastic. I saw you both so had seen it. Yeah. It's fantastic. And liked it. I and love that. So movie. I'm gonna check that out. It's a really, it's really good. It, yeah. it, it's got like a very weird central premise. Okay. That allows for this, like, honestly, like very moving. Yeah. It's but, legit but otherwise, inducing at yeah, the end. It's like uh-huh. otherwise a very fun, funny sort of. Uh, um, oh, it's goofy meta and it slasher. is very much like Jason flavor. Yeah. They very okay. much lean into camp. It's, it's a summer like it. camp yeah. slasher. But like it tapped into. The way that like Ad Astra, uh, sorry Astro Dad, gets me because <laughs> it's a father son story, even not being a daughter to a mother, it's still like tapped yeah. into that. It's, okay. it's really there's nice. a mother daughter story at the yeah, heart of it. And I think Malin Ackerman is an underrated awesome. actress, and she really shines here. Well, yeah. there was that that popped up in Candyman. Candyman's great. I haven't seen it, Yo. but I do want to see that do before it. the new one. Yes, I believe comes today out. is the anniversary of Candyman's release. It oh, was either today Whoa. or yesterday. Yeah, I only know because of the Fangoria thing. Uh, there was a great. Ben and I found a VHS copy. Oh, dude, that's, that's the way to watch. The way it. to watch. Actually, it. no, you watched it the best way, where I there's did. good I, sound. Yeah, because yeah. the sound in Candyman oh, is, is like the good? the way it works. Yeah. yeah. 
I only by accident watched it with headphones, and I'm glad I did. I feel like I haven't watched it because it seems really scary. It is scary. It's pretty scary. Well, it's it's um, it's a Clive Barker story, so it's very similar to Hellraiser in a lot of ways. It ties body horror into it. You got to come to the upcoming Exhumed. Oh yeah, it's like the thing, the Brood, Hellraiser. Uh, What else is there? Yes, uh, it's yes, alive. that's the point. Texas Chainsaw. Yes, Texas. Oh, that is why. That's why I pulled the trigger. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw. Um, so, so anyway, I asked a bunch of people yes. on Twitter for some yeah, underscore slashes. Which, the burning is a great suggestion. Uh, so I got Hush from Andy Elijah, who's been on the show before. Hush, Hush is was a, a Mike Flanagan considered movie. on my uh, list that we sent to Cinema Seventy Six. Oh yeah, Hush, Hush is Hush great. Seems very familiar. It's on Netflix. It's about a deaf woman who gets set upon by a slasher. Yeah, it's a home invasion movie, but because she's ah. deaf, she's not clued into what's going on. But because she's deaf, there are things that he has not considered that she's savvy about. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty excellent. It's really fun. You know the daughter. Did you watch the Legend of, of Hill House? Parts of it. The daughter that was hiding the fact that she's a lesbian, she's the oh, star. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And it's John really Gallagher good. Jr., Tony yeah, Award winning actor. Is the, uh, oh, okay. uh, yeah, he's the he's the, the masked yeah. killer. Yeah. Check this it's out. It's really fun. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Um so uh at Dan the Fan, who's Dan Dan Tabor. Dan Tabor, yeah. Uh he suggested a movie called Dream House. And I've never heard of this. I asked him what it was, and this is his description. I wrote it down because this sold me. I'm I'm watching Dream House as soon as I can find it. It's a Chinese slasher funded by a Chinese gambling heiress who cast herself as the killer. I'm totally into this. I've got to see it. I absolutely have to see that. Like, what does that even yeah, mean? Yeah, that sounds incredible. Yeah. I'm just thinking of House, even though it's not re- <laughs> at all, but I'm sold. Yeah, yes. I'm in. Uh, uh, we got uh, You Might Be the Killer from uh, At Like Tears in the Rain. Great. I saw it and I enjoyed it. I don't okay. know that one. It's on Shudder. It, here's what I will say. Uh, if I were making suggestions, I'd suggest you watch The Final Girls and then maybe see You Might Be the Killer. I liked You Might Be the Killer. I felt like You Might Be the Killer was sort of hitting a lot of notes that I had seen in other movies, such as The Final Girls, which I think kind of hits them better, personally. Okay. Um, which is not to disparage You Might Be the Killer. I, I did like it. It's it's pretty good. Uh, I just, I don't know. It was a movie where I was like, yeah, I've, I've seen this before, you know? Right. Um, uh, we also got... Um, uh, Hannah Harkness, who I don't think has ever been on the show before, but she's a comedian that's in New York. I now. ran into her walking to the show at the old studio twice, yeah, and both times was like, "Do you want to be on tonight? Yeah. Do you want to be on in the future?" Yeah. And I would love to have her on. She so, Hannah, if you're listening, we would love to have you on. She suggested what is probably going to be my number one movie of the decade: The Guest, dude, as an underrated okay, slasher. So that has been on my freaking watch list. Watch it. I own it. You tonight. can borrow it. All right. I'm going to watch it. You that don't movie need, is metal. I should just buy it. See, it's like, really good. You should just buy it. You I should find, absolutely buy it. Yeah. Buy it I, twice. Well, no. If I buy it, then I watch it. Oh, if yeah, you buy it twice, like, you can watch it twice. Around. And so it's terrible, but like this past year, like Ben and I had to buy like a few appliances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we became like Best Buy Elite, oh. which means like you get like two day shipping. So like when you order something, it's like rapid. Yeah. Like yeah. it comes to the house like, oh, I ordered it. And 10 minutes later, it's like there. <laughs> yeah. But it's bad because of movies. Like you're just yeah. like, oh, I kind of want this movie. Well, I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, it's going to yeah, come yeah. to the you house. You will not yeah. be disappointed by the so guest. So I will order the it. That's rocks. a movie okay. that I've probably watched. Watched 
maybe six times total. I've heard and a lot every of time I go, oh, I've already seen this, but then I put it on, and not only am I enraptured, but at the end I go, wow, I have a completely different like view of that movie. Oh, wow. it's, it's a phenomenal. really, really fun mystery that keeps its cards pretty close to the chest so that you can Sweet. kind of every time you fun. watch it be like, oh, you well, know, they like did have yeah. a little Next, bit of a... So it's like the script is yeah. tight. It's fun. And actually, one of the things, we went to the Philly premiere yes. of it at the film festival nice. a few years back, and uh, the guy who wrote it, Simon Barrett, who is a great Twitter follow, yes. um, Simon Barrett said, like, we basically were just like, how do we do Terminator and, the, and Halloween together? And yeah, what if the term- <laughs> he said he 100% said- nailed that. Yeah. He said the director was like, he's like, hey, I want to make another movie. You know what I watched this weekend? The Terminator. And then Halloween. Let's make that movie. Which That's is, pretty it's, rad. Yeah, and, it's, nailed it. okay. and it stars Micah Monroe, who was in It Follows. Yeah. Uh, she was in that movie that no one saw earlier this year that's kind of a slasher called Greta that ruled. I want to see that. She's oh, great in I it. I wanted to see yeah. that, too. It's a Neil Jordan movie, it. so it's very 1990s. He did, like, The Crying Game. Yep. It's very yep. much... Uh, like turgid soap operatic <laughs> melodrama, but it's also uh, why can't I think of her name? Um, I don't know. Don't the French mean. actress. She's oh in yeah 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 uh, Elizabeth Hubert. Yes yes yeah. uh, uh, Isabel Hubert. Isabel Hubert. Um, yeah. Her doing a mad slasher lady. Yeah cool. Uh, it is something. You know it's not great, but yeah. like, it's something. And uh, yeah, Micah Monroe. Yeah okay. she's great. So I, I made Independence a- Day. Two, <laughs> starring Micah Monroe. I made a quick hot list here of stuff that I'm not sure if you've seen, Rosalie, that I wanted to pass your way as yeah, stuff I thought no, would be I appreciate it. interesting good. So I just watched The Mutilator recently. No. The Mutilator is on Shutter. Is that Fall Break? And it is otherwise known as Fall Break. You see, Rosalie, at a time we were making uh, slasher movies exclusively about holidays, like <laughs> Halloween and Black Christmas and My Bloody Valentine. So, of course, they eventually got to the holiday that we all love and enjoy, Fall Break. Uh, Bad time to die. Yeah, this movie was originally called Fall Break. It's now known as The Mutilator. It has a fake Randy Newman theme song that's like, Fall Break. Break down to the fall break. It's like literally Try not to break your neck. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm Uh, writing it down. It's very fun. It's it's just like a really fun, dumb slasher that I like enjoyed a lot. Uh, That legitimately has like really good gore scenes. Like when they do the actual slasher stuff, it's like really crazy how like gory it is. Because otherwise, it's like you're like this is like not a quality movie, you know what I mean? And then right. it gets like really gnarly when they get to the gore stuff. Uh, there is an old Herschel Gordon Lewis movie. Herschel Gordon Lewis is like an old huckster. He made like a uh, um, Blood Feast and okay. uh, Wizard of Gore. But oh, Wizard of Gore, I've seen. So, uh, which is really fun. Which is also Crispin gets, remake. I know there was a remake with oh. Crispin. Uh, he made a movie called Color Me Blood Red. That is that was awesome. the one that you wrote that you were I like this one's it. admittedly good. I, it's like, I really <laughs> love it. It's it's well, about you did that whole series and all of them were like, well, this is shitty, but it, there's something <laughs> to appreciate. But this yeah. one was like, this is a good movie. It's really good. It's the only one where he got like a good lead actor. Like the lead actor is actually good and carries the movie well. And it's about an artist who can't find just this particular shade of red that he needs for a painting he's working on. Oh my god! And then one day, his girlfriend accidentally like gets a cut while she's in his studio and he realizes her blood is exactly the hue of red oh that he's been God. looking for and he eventually becomes a serial killer and a famous painter from the paintings that he's making with people's blood. It's awesome. It's really, really that good. That sounds crazy. Uh, I really like this movie Creep that's on Netflix. Uh, it stars um, uh, Mark Duplass. Oh. Um, and uh, it's a really 
It's really interesting. It's like a really strange. It's kind of a found footage movie to some extent. Okay. Uh, but it's it's like about a guy that posts on Craigslist that he needs a cameraman for the weekend, and so <laughs> the movie is the cameraman's footage of showing up to work with this guy for a weekend, and the guy is like really weird, but sure. but like also like very kind and sympathetic. And it's just a movie about, like, who is the creep in this situation and what's <laughs> happening. You know, it's really good. I think, the, uh, I think the genre for that is it's the only movie besides Creep 2, which I think is superior, mm-hmm. is uh, that is a mumblecore, mumblegore, mumblegore found footage movie. Yes, yes. Starring a Duplass, which yeah. makes sense. It's really good. Uh, Happy Death Day is really good. Have you seen that? I have. Actually, I've... so... Like last year, Ben was traveling a lot and he ended up seeing, I guess, the first one. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's actually really good. And I didn't watch the first one, but then he really wanted to see the second one. Mm -hmm. So he saw it and I really liked it. It's really good. What did Ben think of the second one? It. Because yeah. I, I am, a, I think that the first one's actually like one of the greats. Yeah. Well, and he the second the one is like one a great sequel. Yeah. He thought, yeah. The f- but it's I was better. Surprised. But the second one is an impossibly good sequel. Yeah. I thought the second one, like for not seeing the first. Yeah, yeah. I was like kind of surprised. How it does much a good job of being it. its own movie, actually. And it's I, cool. that central and performance. I Jessica Roth is real. Oh, she's so good. I love that girl. That's the main character. She's, she's amazing. She is really good. And I was surprised that I guess they're not making more. I don't know because I think there's the a third one that is like treatmented. Yeah, but I don't know if it's actually gotcha. going to happen and because okay. I think the second one may have performed underwhelmingly. And I think though the director, I'm pretty sure, just got announced for something else. Like, so <laughs> meanwhile, I, they're putting Jeepers Creepers three out in know, theaters again. What I the know. fuck? <laughs> but I, I think the director, which is weird because the fucking director is a like, convicted, one hundred percent convicted yeah. rapist. Isn't he a yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, nah. convicted pedophile. And and uh, last I checked, Jeepers Creepers one is pretty good, and that's as far as I'm going to go with it. I don't. So I've like, never seen them. I two sucks. Why would three be any that. good? I don't have any yeah. reason to see it again. We well, should see the original Happy Death Day. It's very good. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the second one. Yeah. So I'm sure the first one's probably even better. It's it's really good. I, I like it a lot. It's like a surprisingly good movie. Um, have you seen My Bloody Valentine? No. Yo, the remake of that I'm is legit too. I would like to see the remake, but the original is like uh, truly I think like filmmaking wise one of the better slashers I've seen. Uh-huh. It's a really good looking movie that is like goofy and fun and and you know like a cheesy 80s slasher or whatever but like it's got good performances it's really well made I think especially the finale is like really awesome. Um Definitely recommend that one. And, and it's I, I, funny because it's set in a town that just loves Valentine's Day yeah. and a killer. Wait, that's, yep. Well, yep. the whole thing is the town loves Valentine's Day, but there's a legendary killer who said, if you ever have another Valentine's Day dance, I'll be back to fuck it up. And you better believe he will. Yep. It's also a town built on top of a mine. Yes. It's like a movie that was clearly built around a location they were able to get. Yeah, they got a mine set. Yep. And so they just shoot it at 400 different angles as 400 different sets. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, uh, and then I was curious if you'd seen uh, Sleepaway Camp. That I have seen. I really love but that movie. But only the first one. Uh, me too. I've only seen Yo, the first. Sleepaway Camp 3 is where it's at. Yeah? Because <laughs> in Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3, 
the character of Angela is actually played by Bruce Springsteen's sister. I knew Stop. this. And yeah. um, because they no longer hinge upon this reveal of her having a completely different identity, yeah. it's just slasher. Yeah. There's n- it's empty. Um, yeah, they're, they're fun. I mean, the first one's without a doubt the best. But I really three like Three is movie. a really fun sequel. And so another thing, this is the last one I'm going to bring up. Another thing that is on Shutter right now and is super fun is we watched The Slumber Party Massacre. I have not seen that. It's a female-directed slasher where the slasher is not a masked killer of any kind. He is just a fucking guy with a haircut and a denim jacket and a big fucking drill to overcompensate for his very likely tiny penis. It's like it is <laughs> it, it's like literally it's like if a woman were to make a slasher it's it is what she'd make. It's like no, he's not supernatural. He's not a fucking dream demon. He's, <laughs> he's not some in dude. a mask. He's a fucking dude. That's I what I'm afraid it. of is fucking dudes. Like that it's really good. It's and it's like okay. pretty fun and I'm funny. Write and, that down too. Yeah. I'll throw these out there. Um Prom Night is fun, but Prom Night Revisited, the sequel, is where it is at. What's that called? Mary... I always know it as Prom Night oh, Revisited. Interesting. Okay, okay. It's one of those where it's got 400 yeah, titles. Yeah. Um, I also think that, where is it? Um, a Terror Train, which I mentioned. Yeah. Because this was... Terror Train was the one where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was like, I should probably stop doing slashers. Right. But Terror Train is very poorly shot. It has utterly awful lighting. But... The setup is so bonkers unreal. It's a New Year's Eve party set on a train that was rented out for a bunch of uh, college students to party on, but it's a costume party. Okay. So it makes no sense, but functionally it works because the idea is if people are dying by a masked killer who keeps changing costumes, how do we find out who's doing it? David Copperfield the Magician is in it. (laughs) It's Terror Train is very beloved. And then much in the same way that we love Cabin in the Woods and Scream and New Nightmares subversions of horror, one of the best subversions of the slasher element is called Behind the Mask. Oh, yeah. The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, It mixes horror and found footage, but has like four or five pretty solid twists and turns that comment... Uh, exceptionally well on the why are we attracted to slashers Mm -hmm. idea. And then similarly to that, a Fangoria produced movie from back in the day called The Last Horror Film. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah, I really want to see this. It has a novelty aspect to it that doesn't work uh, anymore because it's based around VHS tapes. I can't really go deeper than that. You'll understand when you see it. But nonetheless, it's a crazy riff on Man Bites Dog that is really upsetting and has some of the best uh, kill effects that I've seen. Mm. It's essentially just a guy making a documentary of, I want to kill people and I want you to be entertained by it. Hmm. Because the framing device is you've rented some slasher movie, but he's actually taped over it. He Mm. rented it too and taped over your slasher movie with actual kills. Right. And uh, it's really exceptional. That's interesting. And, yeah, I would imagine Creep must owe a debt to that movie to some extent. A little bit. I mean, if they've even seen it. It was something I yeah. saw at the Philly Film Festival maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and even there, the framing device doesn't work because I didn't rent a VHS right. tape. But the ambition and the cleverness of the writing and the central performance are all really exceptional. Highly recommend the last horror movie as sort of an inverted slasher. That sounds cool. Yeah. And we've talked about this in the past. What's the best slasher ever made? The slasher that takes the point of view of the killer. Die Hard. 
Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, where your hero is the slasher. Yep. If you watch that from the point of view of Hans Gruber, it is a terrifying just people slowly getting lopped off of his crew by a mysterious assailant that apparently has no qualms about violence. <laughs> we know better because we've seen Die Hard, but Gruber has not. <laughs> Uh, why don't we uh, wrap this episode? Yeah, up? I'm ready to yeah, wrap it up. This has been a long it. one. This was good. Uh, Rosalie, please plug Pizza Man and Movie John over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, so you can find more information about Pizza Man on moviejohn.com/slash Pizza Man. Awesome. Um, do you have a newsletter people can subscribe to there for that? They do. Well, we do. <laughs> um, so if you go to moviejohn.com, there is just MJ Mail, yep. and you can just sign up. We only send mail once a month. Yep. Um, so it's the first Sunday of each month. So it's not like we're sending you stuff constantly, mm-hmm. but in there, I can't tell you how many things I've unsubscribed to that I loved just cause they sent too much. Yeah. I, I realized that, yeah. um, <laughs> I actually, so I don't know if you guys know this, but I help Alicia Malone. I yes. do know this. You do Malone mail. Yeah. I do Which Malone mail and she only sends hers twice a month. Right. I am on was, Malone mail. That was something we discussed. It's like people don't want this yeah. every day. Yep. It's just too much. too much. So she does it every other week. We do movie John Mail once a month. Um, but it does have a lot of updates about Pizza Man. And then, of course, like the movie John Facebook. Yeah. You can find it on Twitter. Um and then Instagram, so we're on all the social media. Uh, personally, I will say Movie John is a very good Twitter follow. You have so many <laughs> different writers, and like I just feel like there's always really good content on. I often uh, think the about how how much better we could do the movie movie Twitter yeah. based on what I see Movie John yeah. doing. Well, I feel like it's honestly. I know it's bad to say, but it's hard to do social media. It really media. is. Yeah. Yeah. Like the social media is tough. Because like, I will say after just being at TIFF, it was like making myself like be like, oh, I need to like send something out about this movie. Mm-hmm. But I do find I it hard. I enjoyed your Twitter thread on that. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there just writing stuff down going, this is great. Well, I mean, I trust your recommendations. I, well, I, thanks. We don't always see eye to eye, but I 100% of the time but understand like where you're coming from. It. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, because like, especially after last night, it's like, I may not have liked that movie, but I didn't leave like, oh, you guys are assholes. Because <laughs> you guys I would like, hope that say, that never happens. <laughs> afterwards, like driving home, I'm like, Maybe there's reasons I didn't like this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it was a dad. Movie. I didn't decide I loved it until <laughs> like noon today because I was thinking about it. I was listening to the first man soundtrack yeah. <laughs> and just getting there. And, you know, we all got whatever our relationship is with our dads. And it, it's, right. And, but, I, and, but the thing is, in the moment, I was like, no, I'm into it. And in, in hindsight, it's changed. Well, but it's funny because. When you recommend me something, I know that I will enjoy it. Well, and so that's that's what I mean. Lighthouse was like one of those oh, movies I where I was just like, after I watched it, I'm like, do I like this? And then it was like, I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And I'm like, I freaking love this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what a good feeling. Yeah. But yeah, it was... But last night was like one of those moments where I'm like, it's okay. I don't need to like everything. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't need other people to like something if I like yeah. it. And I don't no. need them to dislike it if I don't. In fact, if I dislike it, I really hope that you like it because maybe you can convince me to like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. like where I'm at. And then there's a ton of stuff that I like that I'm like, people don't. And I really don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I love 
the new Great Gatsby. And oh, I, yeah. I haven't people... seen that because I've never read the book and I'm sitting on a copy. And I'm like, I don't care if people don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, but yeah. Baz Luhrmann, though, totally legit. I love, I'm the guy, I'm the one person who like loves Australia. Mm. I fucking love that I movie. That. It's way too long. But I'll <laughs> tell you what, one day I was bedridden for reasons I won't get into. And uh, I put it on and it did the trick. So I mean, it's Hugh Jackman. Jack Human. <laughs> Jack Human, the dude Huge from the movie. Jackman. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you. Thanks for coming back. Well, of course. Yeah, I'd always so come wonderful. back. Oh, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody who's out there, you would do right by both the scene and yourself by supporting Pizza Man. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And I'm not biased just because I'm involved with it. I yeah. think it's like we we consume and consume and our creation comes from processing the things we consume. But this is a pure new creation. This is something new being put out there. And if you can't fund that, I just don't want to know you. <laughs> you know, like, come on, like, we're making shit. Like, you got to make new shit. It's about pizza. And yes. it's pizza. But can you uh, throw the two dates out for the fundraisers? Oh, sure. So the first one's on the 29th. September 29th. September 29th at Snap Custom Pizza. And then the second one is on October 7th at Tattoo Moms. But like I said, bingo we, night. Bingo night. But we will be doing. The crowdfunding website, which will launch on the 18th. But again, it's going to be online for like a month. So, And there's really cool rewards. You can get a VHS tape, which like I understand is hard to do, even if you just want a blank one now. You're not going (laughs) to find them. Uh So this is going to be good stuff. After the show, I'll tell you how you make them. Right (laughs) on. I'm actually sitting on, I think, at my parents' house, like bricks of just old, unused VHS tapes. So if I have them, they're yours, but I can't confirm All that. right. Well, you but find yeah. out. <laughs> I will check they, it out. If they want a couple bucks. I held out on DVD for a long time when <laughs> I was a kid. Because I just didn't, a change was bad. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, and uh, do you want to like plug your own Twitter or anything? Or you, you... People will find Okay, all right. People I mean, will find it, Rosalie Kicks on the internet. Rosalie yeah, Kicks. I'm out there. Yeah, you're a big in deal. In the u- I am not a big deal. You're a big deal. Go with it. Roll with it. Fake it till you make it. And you're a big sure. movie now. I, sure. I'm a big deal. You're a big time you're a movie big director now. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you didn't find us. We found you because yeah. we heard People of you. People will soon be sending me pizza. Hells yeah. Hells yeah. Should be yeah. a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Filmadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, Letterbox.com slash Filmadelphia. I'm still reviewing everything I watch over there. Cinema76.com, farsightedblog.com. It's pretty much all my plugs, as usual. My plugs are identical. Uh, Cinema76, at Dan Scully on everything, Letterbox, Twitter, all that fun stuff. I'm going to be covering the Philadelphia Film Festival at Findy.com. Yes. Um, if you're interested, Fringe is active in Philly right now. There is so much good stuff to see. Um before movies, we had plays, uh-huh. and plays were movies. <laughs> um, but you should check out our Ouija board, the games we played, the shit we conjured, and the dead dude we hate fucked. I have not seen it yet, but I have run lines with Jenna ad nauseum, and you definitely <laughs> want to check it out. So uh, definitely check that out. That supports Jenna, who will also be in Pizza Man. And since we're talking about slashers, I will throw one real quick plug to uh, Gunner Montana's Basement. Basement is a dance show that Gunnar Montana has restaged after multiple years uh, of it being away. Jenna had seen it before, said it's entirely different. It is a gruesome, very high production value slasher movie told entirely through dance. No words. It is not only one of the most stylish things I've seen and one of the most 
logistically impressive things I've seen. It is a legitimately scary, absolutely compelling slasher. And that is something that's rare in movies. And this is happening live on stage. Go see Basement. You will feel shame if you don't, and you will be right to feel shame. (laughs) I'm going to see it again, and you're going to come with me. So highly recommend both of those. That's all. Awesome. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at I Like Two Movie. That's the numeric two. Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. I Like Two Movie at gmail.com. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scullin. You know that's the truth. I like to movie movie. And I am Rosalie Kicks, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because we, we like, like to movie. movie. Happy Friday the 13th, guys. I've heard that. Yeah. I can, I feel like no one hear. can like confirm that yeah. though. Like I've heard that that's like a rumor that may or may not be true. It's hard to hear, but sitting around getting stoned and playing the Friday the Thirteenth game, I've been forcing it onto that yeah. audio, and I, I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It works. <laughs>